With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Cause my focus in my mind, I'm precise when I talk. I'm my 
when I walk in for me, it's the only way comfortable. In the other way, feel like I'm working for a constable. And that's just not how I want to live. I'd rather do the thing, give me a feel. I feel shit that is real. I told my mama them that I will. And daddy, we ain't gonna have to do that. Mama, I just shout it while you running. Yeah. Homie, why you running? Yeah. Why you, why you running away? Let go. Running away. I can't be running away. Running. No more running. Stop. Let go. Baby, why you running? Huh? Honey, why you running? What? Darling, why you running away? Why you running away? Stop running away. Who am I speaking with? My name is Doug Moore, and I'm from New Jersey. 
Well, hey, Mr. Moore, how are you? I am doing well. You know me, I'm feeling poetic as always. Phi Beta Sigma fraternity in the house. Well, all right, I love the energy. So definitely tell everybody a little bit about yourself um, and go into your piece, the title as well. Okay, cool. Um, a little about me. Uh, I'm a published poet. Published three books of poetry. My latest one is Broken Silence, which, on, which is on BarnesandNobles.com. Um, you know, again, just like everyone else, you know, I just like to express my thoughts through spoken words slash poetry, and uh, you know, that's pretty much the summary of me. And the piece I'm going to do is called Breakthrough. So, and uh, it goes like this. My heart is crowded, and that is because it includes you. I finally had a breakthrough. When I accepted your current affairs, we're not giving our love the best view. Drained from giving my love that was unconditional. Tears once flooded my heart and soul while getting over you. Swept away all my pain with a broom. The cheating, the deceit, your American greed. Killed in my heart, screen our dream team. Because of what you did last June, I wanted nothing to do with you. You called yourself an amber rose, but I never saw that flower bloom. Best way for me to handle is to black out with my pen out of the blue. I'm ready for the me, myself, and I time and whatever else looms. There's no longer a love, Jones, as I'm alone in my bedroom late at night, accompanied by torturing memories which feels like the dungeon of doom. Everything that made you a great catch reminded me why we are through. My heart's no longer bruised. All pieced back together, good as new, where yesterday's news is I was able to conclude I was somebody before you, and I will remain that way after you. You don't even understand the whole issue. Thought cheating on me was no biggie. I see you as crazy on keeping the faith of getting one more chance with me. You were dead wrong in ruining a juicy romance. I don't care if you have suicidal thoughts. You killed a great love that could have became advanced. No more of me pointing fingers at you, reminding who's at fault. Your cold-hearted attitude is taking the heat as it will never thaw. Picturing you and me once a beautiful draw together, the thought I was able to withdraw altogether. You're telling me I should still smell love in the air. I'm too indifferent to really even care. Honesty, you couldn't even simply abide by, which is why we're having a permanent goodbye. I once saw a great future for us in a positive light, but your wondering eyes caused our demise. We went through dark times as, as I'm starving for a love that's real, still asking me to cater you, but my frown says you don't even deserve a happy meal. Way too late to fight for us now, as you'll always lose that appeal. I found my inner strength during this whole ordeal. Nothing left for me to discuss as enough is enough. Maybe I was more in lust than love. All I knew I was digging you deeper while you didn't give a fuck. Long gone was the trust, leaving you was a must. We once had all-star potential, but that turned out to be a bust. The silver lining is nothing but rust, as I don't do breaks in relationships. So close the door on your way out while I get a clean slate after your dust. That's that peace, Jersey. All right. I love it. I love it. I love the energy. I love the peace. Um, real briefly, what inspired that piece? Um, you know, I just wanted to write a breakup type piece. I mean, and I just wanted to put some, some creative thoughts together. So it's nothing, like, really personal, but I just wanted to – I'm the kind of person when I kind of have a certain concept, I just try to get really creative with it. Well, all right. That was creativity, and that was a lot of great energy. I definitely was feeling that piece. So thank you for calling in. If you can, stay tuned because the features are coming up momentarily. And thank you for calling. That was Douglas Moore. And I just want to say thank you for, for you know, for giving me my opportunity to share the piece. So, uh, you know, much respect to you and uh, and my boy Kane. 
All right. It's always a pleasure, and we hope that you continue to support DSR Radio. Definitely will. You have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. All right, everybody. That was Douglas Moore on the mic giving us a breakup piece. Um, if you would like to speak before we go into the feature, please dial star eight, and I will bring you in so we can hear your beautiful voice. So next I'm going to pull in Joseph Nathaniel King. Hey, Joseph Nathaniel King, how are you? Oh, softly, how's it going? It's going fantastic. Thank you for joining DSR Afternoon Features. So definitely tell everybody about yourself, and you can go and see your piece. Oh, no doubt. Um, also, big up the, the cane. Um and all the all those who who come through to represent and the features. Um, name is Joseph Nathaniel King Jr. Um, right now in Irvington, New Jersey, and I'm a spoke. Uh, I call myself a live spoken word artist. Um, and I write sometimes, but I, I I like to feel and, and express it. Um, from what the people give me, whether it's uh, from my migraine headache or someone tying their shoe and someone kicking them in the rear end because, you know, they're idiots. You know, I, I'm just open like that. So, um, and silly like that. So don't pay me no mind. Um, but it's, it's, I really don't have no concept but to flow off emotions and, and what I feel um, within myself. I'm created by Christ, so I, I must represent um, to the fullest of of who I am, what I what I'm able to do, and also support people. Well, I do definitely appreciate you for coming through to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You are a very talented individual, and without further ado, you can go into your piece. Um, question, how was the lineup for the features? I'm sorry. Repeat that. I didn't hear you. The lineup, is Geronimo going first, or is he in the second hour? or what? Yeah, Geronimo will be going first. Okay, all right. Um, I don't have no title for this, um, so. I would like to... Turn down my radio just a little bit so I can open my window so I can scream in hopes that the earth will open up and swallow all of my enemies simply because I'm irritated by headaches, migraine, stress that seems to get me off balance. You see, sometimes I have to stand to the stage and express myself and hoping that myself is able to express it in a way that someone will understand. And if they can't understand, then I'm off balance, so I fall to my knees and hoping that someone can hear me because if they don't, then I must be standing too high. And I don't want to be that way because I am intoxicated or I am intoxicated by the secondhand smoke that is coming off of the notes or the spoken songs or the ones that read or the ones that breathe poetry. And sometimes it's from the exhaust of trucks and automobiles and vehicles. But I never get exhausted or should I say secondhand doped it out from the weeded smoking that's in my neighborhood. So what's good? Give me a pound and say what's up, my man. I'm going downtown. I'm going to work. Let me punch my clock. I'm doing something different today. 
Today I'm speaking in categories that have not been organized without confusion. So if you're a little bit offline of who I am, what I am, then you have a little bit understanding. I'm not screaming and yelling, am I? Then turn down the volume or clean out your ears if you cannot hear. Because the ears that I speak from or hear from must come from a different point of view. I'm not speaking in terms or out of turn, but when you hear the features of the night, you'll understand why they are on a product of an environment that seems to be pushed out for everybody to hear. You see, the movement is not because of lyrics or creativity. It's because the heart beats still. And if you have a vision, bring it to pass, because the past will never bring you to the future. It will just have a foundation of where you came from. So if I breathe over your paper without a verbal communication or, or without a dancer named Joe, then you'll be always in line to be a spade without buffalo wings. If I take you to Philadelphia, then you'll meet spade. And so give a pound up to this one called Softly Spoken, who is spoken, outspoken for her very own generation. But she's humble. And then it's the one who is the most of the most, who is behind all of this, you got to say DSR. Is it destructive, systems, regulated? <laughs> that's just something I made up. But that's that piece. And I messed I up. I know that was a freestyle. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay because I definitely know that was a freestyle, and I love your freestyle because I'm thinking I always want to know how and what goes through his mind, like, it, it's so, it, it flows so great. You know, even though you messed up, it still flows very well. And it comes off the head. Sometimes I just get a whole, I just stop. I don't even say I messed up. I just stop. So, I forgot to mention Kane, you know. I said the Philadelphia and the Buffalo and I didn't even say Kane. So, you know, that's why I messed up. So, Kane knows, because I always big him up in, in, in a way that I don't have to say his name, but uh, there's a lot of listeners on charges. That's why I said myself. But uh, um, thank you for having me. Um, and I'm ready for the features. Well, all right. Uh, they are coming up shortly. Thank you, Justin Nathaniel King. All right, everybody. That was Joseph Nathaniel King bringing us a freestyle. I always love his freestyles. Like, I don't even care if he messes up. I love his freestyles. Because how it comes off his head, I'd be like, oh, my goodness, I cannot do that. But it's all right. One day, one day I got to get my game up. I'm going to check in on Mid-Southeast Texas and see who's calling Mid-Southeast Texas. Who do I have on the line? Hello. Hi, how are you? Who is this? I'm good. This is Kim, a.k.a. Manon. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for calling DSR Saturday Afternoon Features, and thank you. I believe you're a first-time caller on this show? Yes, ma'am. Well, it is always a pleasure to have you and to hear you, and I hope that, you know, you enjoy everything that you hear. We are about to go to the feature very shortly. So without further ado, tell everybody about yourself, and you can share some words with us. Okay. Uh, again, my name is uh, Kim Edwards Fitz, uh and my writings are Words of Wisdom by Amanon. And I am 
um, a nurse and a life coach. And I started writing uh, because I was going through things uh, within my life, and I used it as therapy to get it out because my head was so clogged up with so much stuff. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. Well, I, I actually felt like nobody wanted to hear. <laughs> so I started writing. And so uh, this piece that um, that uh, I'm going to share with you is called Foreigner. And this is how I have felt ever since I was a little girl. Okay. The mic is short. Ma'am? The mic is short. I do apologize. Oh, okay. Okay. Muffled sounds. I hear echoes surrounding me. Aggressive turbulence forces my body to an unknown place, shocking me with the unbearable coldness. Water being forced out of me by the pressure of my protective surroundings. I was given detailed instructions as I slept in my subconscious mind. A protective guardian was handpicked to nurture me through this mission, designed especially for me. This land is foreign, but the sound here appears to be of my kind. I mingle and converse in a language that represents my species, that is, what I have been branded in my thoughts. These souls here don't understand me. Why am I here? Decoding messages in my thoughts, revealing the purpose slowly, like water dripping from a faucet. Seeking to find a soul that is similar to my species to connect with. I attempt to learn these words, and my thoughts regurgitated and transformed them back to my language. I became disorientated. Then in a common voice, my child, you are not of this place just occupying space for a predestined time to deposit the life-saving messages into the wayward soul and just carry a bit until this mission is completed. I will summon your soul to return to its rightful place. Until then, deposit the words that I am, whatever they souls desire for me to be. But there are also foreigners that have been adopted to an unknown habitat. And that's the end of my piece. Sweet that. I, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed for the first time being able to definitely hear you. And I thank you for, you know, coming on and sharing your piece. And I am also a host that you will continue to speak because your words have value. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I definitely thank you for coming through. Um, definitely drop your name and your links to whatever you may have in the event room so that way we can find you. Okay. And hope to stay tuned because um, the features are coming up and the features today are Phenom and Geronimo Speaks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, that was Kim. Definitely find her on Facebook. I was I was definitely, definitely, definitely feeling those words um, that she was expressing, and I appreciate her for coming through. I'm going to go to an Illinois call. 
Illinois. Who do we have on the line? Hello, hello. This is God's Poetic Child. Hey, God's Poetic Child. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Always happy to have you here and on the mic. Thank you. Well, everybody, this is my POET sister. She's a phenomenal lady, and I'm so happy that she came on. She has a lot of powerful words, and without further ado, you can tell everybody about yourself and go into your piece. Um, well, um, my my name, well, everybody should know, my name is Godswater Chow, and, uh, um, well, I've been writing since seventh grade, and, uh, and, um, I guess a lot of people say I, I got power in my piece, so. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, well, without further ado, you can give us a piece. All right. Um, this is called Help Us, Not Hurt Us. The youth is really messed up. I just see it all from on the news to the city and then the suburbs. It's like Satan wants us to mess up so bad he would do anything. Our minds are young and weak, and then we have the ones who are wise but never say anything. They are scared to step up because of what their friends would think. Somebody somewhere is going to have to stand up and do something. All you hear about on the news is killers from left to right, killers at our age, over gang violence. No one is stepping up to the plate because the killing with our youth is still happening. The only reason why we as the youth act up so badly is because there is no one in our communities giving us hope. There is no one in our communities talking to the parents about encouraging their kids and what they want to do instead of yelling at us and telling us, no, that's wrong. God could be putting us in the same direction, but our parents could be turning us away from that. We need the youth back in church. We need our youth back in church. We need our parents to stop downing the youth. They give us no hope. The older generation has officially given up on us. This is why there is killing going on. The parents can't complain because all you all do is down us, the youth. Stop saying, I don't know how you are going to make it in life with the things you do. We make mistakes, but remember, you all did too. Parents are still making mistakes to this day, and just because we don't see it doesn't mean you could doubt us about ours. We are young with a weak mind, and some of us are wise, but we don't speak up anything because all you all would do is say you don't know anything because we are young. Stop downing us. Start encouraging us. Maybe, just maybe, we will start listening and stop the violence. We are not messed up. We just feel down, and that's that piece. Oh, my goodness. I love it when you said we are not messed up, we just fell down. And you know what? I'm going to need to hear that piece more often. It's coming from the youth. So I definitely appreciate you for sharing that. I definitely do. Definitely appreciate that. You're welcome, and thank you. And just so you know, I did this on a bus. <laughs> oh, no. no <laughs> Nobody no. heard me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I definitely love it. And like I say, keep bringing that power out, we need a lot of, a lot more youth um, on, on the poetry scene, saying their poetry. So definitely keep doing what you are doing. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Um, thank you, everybody. That was God's Poetic Chow blessing us with that phenomenal piece. Okay, Kane, I'm going to ask you to do a piece, and then we're going to go to our last caller, 
and then we're going to go to the feature. Well, yes, ma'am. I see you put me on the spot, huh? My dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a piece here for you. Uh, I guess you call it one of my signature pieces. The title of this piece is called Am I Talking to Myself? Does loser describe me? Am I weak or fool? Powers that be gave me poetic ability to feed, emit, admit unlimited script. Do I pause too often? Dull my skill like unused blade, or do I relearn, absorb height? My mental ability, encyclopedias, dictionaries, dimensions unlock when I click, infinite search, lyrical mass expands, weighing down my brain, doubt like a virus as it remains, am I insane or eccentric, feel a sense of a little resentment, apocalypse now but the flames don't scorch my flesh, don't know if they're from me or someone else, every sound light around me fades, yet I still can breathe, walk through the dark like you're looking for a switch, ponder your life while emotional light comes back you at the edge of a cliff does your life end or is it only the beginning dsr all day in peace all right all right look at you can't say coming with all that fire <laughs> you know i gotta show our love and respect the dsr presents afternoon features softly spoke you always handling your business appreciate that all right, that was C- CEO of DSR Radio, Kane Spade. So next we're going to go to CB, which is one of my favorite of many poets that's out there. Hey, CB, how you doing? Softly spoken. How you doing, lady? I am excited that you are on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hey, uh, I'm honoring all the other poets today. I think it's the day we honor all the poetry and all the poets all over King Spade and all the, the previous poets. Get down, brothers, sisters, get down. So we know you got to get down and get on down. Not too far, because uh, I can't help you if you're oh, You know, I know I fall a lot. You know, over the phone, I can't do too much, but I try. I hear you. I hear you. I'm I'm here to actually recite another. Uh, I don't know if you know what's going on on uh, Facebook, but they're doing they're nominating poets to uh, uh, to uh, write poetry for five days straight, and then nominate five other poets every day. So I'm I'm in that mix, and uh, I I want to read another uh, poet's uh, response on day one. His name is uh, Sharif Abdul Rashid. Okay, the mic is yours. Okay. Floodgates. Open to accommodate hate. Lots available to date. Plots possibly trace, but oh, so late. They already unlocked the floodgates. Came through with nine millimeters Glock, loaded, cocked, ready to rock. Man knows how to tear down, not to build up life. Hood's coming in the night. Could be you or me tonight. Life full of fright. Shredded peace in pieces. Dreaded beast released 
headed off to feast, taking heads off at least. This heads up to speak about what's up. Evil has come up from places dug up beneath. Now at ground level as we speak, ready to wreck, wreak, unleash, mayhem on the weak. Pray them defeat. Put your hands up for real. Seeking defeat from evil. Food for thought. Sharif. Abdul. Rashid. Thanks for listening. Peace. Well, I'm sure he would have appreciated that you did such a wonderful job with his piece. That was strong. It was strong. And I definitely, definitely thank you for tuning in and sharing it on um, National Poetry Day. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Softly spoken. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So hopefully you'll stay to hear some more of the show. And I am excited about the features that are coming up next. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to listen. All right. Thank you. That Thank you. was B on the mic, everybody, giving us a powerful piece for one of his poetic brothers. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on one of the features of today, Geronimo Speaks. So if you are available, please dial star eight. So I could bring you in. I know we got several Illinois calls, and I don't want to bring in the wrong person. And there we go. All right, Ronimo, how are you? Uh, hey, how you doing? I'm excited. I'm excited uh, that you mic. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be on. So you know, I'm gonna give you a brief introduction, but I want you to introduce yourself because only you can do it better. All right. Geronimo Speaks is an activist. He is also a man of many words and talents. I've had the pleasure of seeing him live in Chicago doing his thing. And without further ado, my first question, I'm just going to start off with a question. Okay. Who is Geronimo Speaks, and what inspired your name? Okay, um, well, Geronimo Speaks, uh, well, who I am uh, as a man, as a um, person, as an artist is, like, I'm just someone who uh, who saw an opportunity and decided to go for it. Um, I'm from the low-end projects. I done told this story, like, a lot of times. You know, I'm from the low-end projects, 21st Estate. Uh, that's the hill your homes. Uh, I'm the only boy, three sisters, plus my moms. So I grew up in a house full of uh, nothing but women. Um, grew up real rough being the only boy in the projects, uh, fighting and carrying on and just being crazy. And um and you know, I went through a lot of things from being in the shelter with my moms to living with people to, you know, being homeless to, you know, staying in the projects. And um 
you know, we, me, my mom, and my sister, we went through a lot of things together. And uh, even, you know, uh, the bad things when I got older that I had to experience, illegal things from being in the type of environment I was in, and it shaped me to be the man that I am today. You know, I, I learned and I grew. And when I started maturing and when I started seeing that there's better ways out here than just the block, I went for it. And, um, and now I'm grinding like there's no tomorrow, like, you know, and that's what shapes me and makes me who I am. That's who I am. Geronimo is. It's just a person who's hungry, who who wants, I want men, like, I feel, I say this all the time to uh, the team of people I work with, that, man, if, if there's too, I can't stop because there's too many places I haven't seen in this world, you know? Like, I've only, like, ah, it's too many pieces. I've never been to the West Coast, you know. I've, you know, so let alone in my own country, I haven't even been outside of my country. And and so until I see that, I can't stop. Um, as far as my name, uh, it's, my name is interesting. Uh, like, the projects I'm from, uh, the 21st and State, uh, the, the buildings go all the way up to the 22nd floor, and they're half-moon buildings. So uh, on the porch is a gate, and the gate is halfway. So you literally could, like, be hanging over the porch, like, on the 22nd floor. It was, it's a crazy setup. And um, and um, my, my real name, my government name is Gerard. So like when I would be at like when I'd be like downstairs or something like that, like people when people call me, they'd be like Geronimo, you know. So you know like it was so after a while, you know the streets just start calling me Geronimo, and um as far as speaks, uh it really uh it really what like speaks wasn't originally my name um on Facebook. You gotta have a last name. So uh, I put Speaks, Geronimo Speaks, and then when, like, I started getting shows, people would just put, like, Geronimo Speaks on the flyer. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm Geronimo Speaks now, you know. So that's kind of how it went for both of them questions. Now, how interesting is it? I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. It's very interesting that some of this stuff I did not know about you. <laughs> That's why I'm super excited that you're on the show because I get to pick your mind and hear more and get in depth about you as a artist. Mm, yeah, I mean, any question you want to ask, I'm an open book. You know, I've, uh, you know, I'm anything you want to know. I'm just, I'm here to answer. Well, okay, okay. So let's go to our next. Question, what inspires you to do poetry? I know you just talked about some of the trials and tribulations that have went on throughout your life, and I am I am always going to continue to pray for you and your success. But what inspires you to do poetry? What was that moment that said or spoken word, that moment that was like, I'm going to do this. This is something I want to do because you have become so successful in it. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, well, my inspiration, like, is, I'm a fan. Like, I am a li- I'm literally a fan of poetry. I go, like, at my own open mic, I'll be sitting on the side looking at 
the artists perform, you know, and then I'll be like, somebody be like, join them, like, you're hosting, and I'm like, oh, okay, let me run up there and host, but, like, I am a fan of it, and and the the inspiration I get, I get from my peers, the uh, the people that's on the spoken word scene doing a thing um, that's passionate about it. Uh, I get inspiration from life, you know. Um, I tell people all the time that, you know, I'm still in the hood. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't live up, you know, in the suburbs where, you know, where it's curfews and things like that. Like, you know, I stay on 69th in Michigan. And I'm, I mean, I still see the things, and, and my family, they still go through a lot of the things that, you know, that, that a lot of people are struggling in nowadays. So I'm still around that, you know, and and a lot of the times I see it's no voice for it, you know. I know in Chicago we got, you know, a lot of marches and people picketing, you know, saying stop the violence. And, and, and keep the peace and things of that nature, but it's like it's still another voice, you know. It's still a voice, like you know, people. I'm, I'm, I'm. I could be sitting at a table, you know, with with my cousins and my best friends and my uncles, and half of the table is uh, it will be killed, and the other half is gonna be the people that killed them, you know. So I'm seeing both sides of the coin. I'm seeing the people that I know people that, that are my best, one of my best friends that I grew up with, he's doing 30 years right now, you know. And um, then my, my cousin was shot 16 times and died, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides of it, you know, and that's what inspired me. Like I'm talking from, from both perspectives of it. You know, everybody lose from the violence in Chicago and the poverty in Chicago and these these bad situations and conditions that we we got we're faced with in Chicago, you know. But don't a lot of people talk about that, you know, because we get pacified. Oh, we we living in the slums, but they they throw us the Bud Billigan parade, so that's enough, and get and get a kid some school supplies, so that's enough, you know. And I, I'm I'm trying to be a radicalist, like I want to be the person that speak up and say, Nah, it ain't enough, and, and that's what inspires me and fuels me to just keep going hard and hard and hard, and just to show people that it can be done. Like it's not like I don't I don't have a lot of money, you know. I just have a dream and a dollar, you know, and I and I and I push that dream. I make that dollar support that dream as far as I can go, you know, push it. So you know that's inspiring. Especially the part when you said I'm not rich but make things happen for what I got. If I could mm-hmm. sum that if I could sum that up. And here on DSR, Saturday afternoon features. I, the host, softly spoken. I love poetry. I love spoken words. So I am going to ask you to give the people some of your talent um, with a piece. Oh, cool. I can um do that. Um, you ready? I'm ready. I've been ready since a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, definitely, definitely. All right. <clears throat> She says, son, if you don't know God, your destiny spent eternity in hell. That the devil is a liar and almighty Lord will prevail. So if you don't know him, you're sure to lose. Oh, 
Man, God, we cool. She said, don't you know that the devil was fighting and he's coming back soon? Oh, man, the devil, me and him cool, too. She said, don't you know you spent the rest of your life at the fiery gates? Wait, who are you to judge what I say? Did God make you the everlasting giver of his grace? See, I say we cool because that's the lingo he understands me through. See, when he spoke to me in them project set days, he came with baggy jeans and fresh chains. Reminded me of all the times I was on the grind, dirt on my mind. It was him that kept me fine. And it wasn't thou shalt not this or thou shalt not that. It was your family. Where you at? Walk me for a minute. Let's have a chat. And when he finished it, he ended it in a dap. Because if God created Adam and Eve, passing trees, loved the world to be punished, then why couldn't he speak Ebonics? So, yeah, we cool. Y'all say y'all praises me. Well, I nod my head like, what's up, G? Y'all say hallelujah, Father. Well, I just say hallelujah. Just no speaking in tongue. They only got to be for the Christians that celebrate Christmas. I'm saying Jesus will come back as a project living, dread hair wearing lyricists. How y'all listening? And you walking around petitioning and got nothing to do with me and how I mention him. And as far as the devil and me saying we cool too, that's because we got to understand it. He don't mess with me and the whole mess with old dude. See, he pray on the weekend. I'll pray on the week. Only difference is he's playing on you while I'm playing for you. And I admit it, we are cordial, but we enemies, and this more I hold the wreck of corporal. And I take the responsibilities of knowing my enemies better than I know me. And that's socially, locally, and globally. And if you ever do come knocking at my door, God will be watching through the people and Jesus be waved on the porch. And even then, I got an arsenal full of angels that don't feel anger, but they hit me angle to the soul, to the spring. Swole. Yeah, Joe, and I can literally put that on my soul. And God wasn't yelling, I sent to see to be damned. He was yelling that Jesus like, stop him fam. See, he toasted me in a way I understand. And that's fitted hat, long tee, and baggy pants. So, yeah, we cool. Tomorrow night, we got shoes up pool. And this lady, if you still got a problem with that, maybe you and God just cool, too. But it's only because you don't know him like that. And that's that piece, you know what I mean? Yes, and I have had the pleasure, again, of loving this piece. So when he hit certain points, I was standing too. You know, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely love every piece that you bring to the scene. Um, again, I am a supporter of yourself. For years, I have been. And um, I, I want to know, now that I have you on the line, what inspired you to write that, but also to speak it to the people. Well, uh, like you know, like I say, I, I was I grew up in, in crazy conditions, you know, and sometimes you're a victim of your environment. Like I didn't know to think better until I saw better. You know what I'm saying? Like you only, you know, you only go as far as the person in front of you show you. You know, when you're looking up. You know, and because I didn't have a leadership mentality, so if the person that's in front of me, or as far as he goes, is a drug dealer, then that's as far as I'm gonna go. You know, because you just don't know no better uh, when you're at a young age. And um, so, you know, me being out there on the block, hanging out, chilling, 
you know, I was out there, you know, and a lot of people give, like, you know, give uh, people that's from the street, like, you know, they stereotype them as, okay, they're doing all this wrong. They can't know who God is or whatnot, and uh, especially by the way we dress in our clothes and things of that nature. And, nah, it was like when I was out there, I knew exactly who God was, you know. I knew I can go to heaven or hell when I die, you know, but I still did what I did because of my element. And um, and that piece was inspired by, like, a real incident that happened. Uh, it was uh, uh, I was on the block hanging out, chilling with the guys and stuff like that. And, you know, I dress it. Those who know me in Chicago know I dress in urban apparel, baggy jeans, fitted hat. And there was an older woman who had came up to me, and, like, she just, like, just started spazzing on me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't know who God is. And I'm just like, well, I mean, like, I do know who God is, but if I don't know something, tell tell me what I don't know. But you can't just say I just don't know, you know what I'm saying? You can fill in the blanks for me, but don't just tell me I don't know. And then she was just like, no, no, you don't know nothing, and, you know, you're out here doing this and that. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm aware of them, you know, so you can't just, you know, you can't just look at me and, and, and stereotype me saying that, you know, I don't know God just because I'm 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 in my element. You know, I'm in the projects and I got on baggy jeans and a fitted hat and things like that. You know, and I'm like, you know, she's like, you know, well, Jesus says, Thou shalt not this and Thou shalt not that. And I'm like, you know, I know the commandments, but in that same token, them commandments are spoken different to me. You know, God's come to you as who you are. If I don't understand, you know, if I don't understand, I don't know Spanish. So I, when God speaks to me, he don't speak to me in Spanish. He speaks to me in English, you know. And I feel like I feel like it's, it's, it's a generational gap in the church as well, like a language gap. Like, you know, the way God spoke, if, uh, Jesus was to come back, you know, today, I don't think Jesus would come back speaking, you know, old English or, you know, or Hebrew, you know, in a, uh, like, you know, to those who don't understand it. Jesus is going to speak and he's going to talk to us the way we understand it. So that's what that piece was inspired. Well, I definitely thank you for doing this. So we're going to go into the next question. Okay. The next question is, what now? You have you have a lot going on. You um have CDs. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for your book. I'm waiting on your book. I'm not <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna write it. And you also have your own set on the south side of Chicago. Yeah, could yeah. You, could you tell everybody like some of the success that you have acquired throughout your journey? You know. When you started to now, okay. Uh, well, um, I am. Uh, I, I was very blessed uh, coming into spoken word. Um, I started out. I was a hip hop artist at first, and um, but I, I was like a, a what they call a block rapper. Like I just be spitting on the neighborhood block. I go around, you know, try to get into competitions. Uh, used to, you know, pay people to be on their showcases so I could be seen and things like that. And um, one day I got into um, a competition. I went to the tryouts for a competition, and while I was standing in line waiting to be called up. 
I was able to see all the other people auditioning for the competition, and um, and I and able to see the hip hop R and B, hip hop R and B, hip hop R and B, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do something different. And um, when I uh, got up there, you know, I did a spoken word piece called A Shawty. And, um, and like, because at the time, I, I used to just write. You know, I've always been a writer. So I'll be writing um, poetry, and then I'll be, uh, and I, you know, and I wrote hip-hop. So, but I never put my poetry out there. It was, like, for my own personal use. Like, you know, just how I like for it to be. And when I did the uh, poem, Shorty, the, uh, the judges in the competition was like, uh, yeah, you can't be in this competition. And I'm like, okay. And like, I thought I was like disqualified or something. Like, maybe I did something wrong. And uh, now they were just like, no, it's like, it's an unfair advantage. Uh, you're really good at it. So we want you to be a special feature, a feature in this competition, but we don't want you to compete. And I was like, well, okay, I guess. Like, I want the money, though, but you know what I'm saying? And they're like, nah, you, you just feature it, and you'll be all right. And uh, there was a DJ there that um, that by the name of DJ Sluggo, and he was like, nah, that's okay. I got you. So uh, and he put me on my that piece on one of his first CDs. And when he put that piece on uh, his CD, he was just like, yo, Geronimo, I really want to mess with you, uh, but I don't want to mess with you as a hip-hop artist. I want to mess with you as a spoken word artist. And then I was like, okay, I guess, you know. And um, I, I really wasn't feeling it at the time. I was like, no, nah, I want to do hip-hop, you know. But he like, nah, you you really talented in a spoken word. You need That's where you got it at. That's your gift. So I was like, I'll try it. And um and so I stepped into it. I and that was three years ago that I started uh doing spoken word. And um before that I hadn't been out of town. Um I've been to Atlanta, um, New York, and this is all booked off of spoken word. Um, Detroit, Ben Harbor, Michigan, Memphis, uh, Iowa, um St. Louis, like just all over traveling, you know, uh, and, and multiple times. Like I've been called back multiple times to just uh, keep performing, you know, uh, Milwaukee, like, and, so, and I've been blessed to do things like that. Um, I performed in shows with uh, with Jay Ivy, um, Malik Youssef, uh, comedian Michael Collier. Um, just it's, it's so it's just been a a lot of people, uh, Keenan Ivan Wayans, been shouting me out on Facebook. Uh, uh, one of my poems, he said he loved one of my poems. Um, I've, uh, I'm a award-winning poet. I'm Midwest Urban Music Awards uh, Poet of the Year. I um, spoke uh, spoken word magazine. I got album of the year, and I got poet of the year, uh, wordplay of the year. Um, a lot of performers of the year, uh, uh, people of extraordinary talent, Vanguard Award. Um, I don't, it's a lot. I don't know. Like I, don't, I, don't, I feel like I'm starting to sound braggadocious. Uh, I, I mean, I'm doing, trying to do my thing, you know. And right now, I have a, a open mic that I throw every third Sunday, and it's um, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's called Solid Soul Sundays. 
And basically what we do at Solid Soul Sundays is we try to feed you. Um, we have three features every month, and um, we have a motivational speaker. We have a poet just starting out. We call that the Soul Pupil. We have a, a poet that's been in the game a while, a veteran poet that we call that the Soul Innovator. And then the motivational speaker we call the Soul uh, Motivator. And, you know, and so I try to feed people, give them food, uh, drinks. Um, so we try to feed you overall at the Solid Souls base so you can leave full, you know? Yes, yes, I have been to several events. So you talked about DJ Sluggo. So is yeah. he, like, mentor for yourself? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you know, DJ Sluggo, like, you know, like, he was the first person who brought me into, uh, like, who was, like, Geronimo, you know, I'm going to rock with you, but you got to do the spoken word. And uh, and so, you know, he uh, introduced me to uh, different people. Um, he introduced me uh, to another person named Bangs, who uh, I know, I don't know, you be seeing them dope graphics I be having on Facebook. Like, I have a graphic designer who part of the team, his name Bangs, and he mentors me as well. So uh, I've had some awesome, I've been able to have some awesome mentors. Uh, Black Ice was, uh, he mentored me for a couple years. Um, I, I was under him uh, for about two years. Um, before I, uh, you know, bridged off from poetry and started doing my own thing, uh, Black Diamond from the Spoken Word Lounge, he meant, he's he's mentoring me currently. Uh, DJ Sluggo, he mentored me. Uh, he's uh, mentored me. Uh, Bangs, he's uh, he mentors me. He's he's a partner. He does the graphic designs that I uh, put out for the flyers and all that other great stuff. You know, so I've I've been blessed with some really dope people who cares about me and, and uh, building. And I'm not, I'm never, I'm always at a point, I'm always sitting at somebody's feet learning because I know from being on the block, you only go as far as the person in front of you. So whoever I sit at their feet, you know, I try to make sure it's somebody that's kind of far because I'm trying to get there. And then when I get there, you know, I'm trying to, you know, sit at someone else's feet, you know, and it don't stop because there, that's always somebody on top of the top person, you know. I definitely agree with that. And that's something we have to always remember to be ourselves, never to be in competition, but to always be ourselves no matter what, whether we win or lose never lose who we are. So I definitely I definitely agree with that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So when did you start writing? Now I know you said you started to do spoken word three years ago, but you were a hip hop artist prior to that. But when did you start writing? Well, uh I started writing around the age of about eighteen, you know what I'm saying? Uh I uh weird story, I used to hate hip hop with a passion. Um, like I don't know back in the days, I don't know if this is just a Chicago thing, but we used to have a box, you know, the little ghetto uh music channel, the box where uh, you know, my sisters would be like looking at the box all day and I'd be like, Could you please turn this off? I hate this. Like I didn't actually I didn't like I didn't like R and B. I didn't like uh hip I didn't like music at all. I just felt like it was a waste of time. And um when I uh when I hit sixteen years old, I was like, 
I started, my, all my friends was listening to it continuously, and I'm just like, ah, like, man, why do they keep listening to this? And then um, Lauren Hill came out, and I heard her CD, and I was like, hey, this is really good, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, and then Beanie Siegel came out. And I heard his single, and they was, like, on two different spectrums, but they were both as equally as good. And I was like, and then that's how I fell in love with it. And and that was when I was 16. And when I was, uh, by the time I made it to 18, I was writing. I was writing. And it was, and I was, like, freestyle battling and stuff. And I was getting ate up every day. Like, I'll be, like, rapping. And then, like, every day, like, people would destroy me. Like, like literally just like kill me because I'd be like, yo, my name Gerard, you don't want to mess with me. Like I do this, and like you know what I'm saying. And people were like, yeah, it destroyed me, but I kept coming back. And um, by the time I was 18, I was like, you know, I was at a point where you know I was decent, I was okay, you know. But I kept, you know, I kept pushing forward with it. So uh, since 18 years old, you know, so that was about what about 18. That's about what eleven years ago. So, I'm not. I'm not gonna ask you your age. I'm just gonna put the math together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, you know, I'm ready for some more poetry, and you know, I know you talked about your first piece you did on the um, contest, and I want to hear that one if you have it available. Uh, the contest. Hey, Shorty, uh, I got it, but I don't know if I remember it like that. Uh, I could try to do it. You know I, mean? I don't know if I remember it to that extent. It was a long time ago. Uh, you want me to try to do it? It's up to you. I just want some poetry. It's really up to you, but I'll take any poetry or spoken word that I can get. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I probably can't remember that whole thing. So I give you something else, and then I'll. I'll uh, but I have it on. I have it on YouTube. So if you want to hear it, it's called A Shawty. It's on YouTube, and you can definitely check it out on there. Okay, I'll put your YouTube um, link up for everybody to see and um, find you and subscribe. But without further ado, I'm ready whenever you're ready. Okay. You are now witnessing something unseen on the scene for centuries. I didn't go looking for this gift that was sent to me. I'm sick. You tell me what these symptoms mean, and every sentence scene is like a sentence in. So judge these patterns. My whole family full of monsters. I'm Pugsley Adams. I know I'm said a lot, but I know I'm the ish. You can smell the scent, but unfortunately I ain't had sense since Penny Candy was a scent. They say, Jay, how you know you're the best at it? Because I'm real, and most of these cats synthetic. Plus, it's a different between being poetic and just being poetic. Moving on. When I spit, it's like apocalypse come from these pack of lips. But nowadays, it's all politics and power trips. J. Cole, it won't be shaped like dried up Play-Doh. On Play-Doh. And Pops, I'm trying to be a leader like Wildwood or Fago. The hate says the phase, though. The believer says only phase one. But on more than occasion, I've been blazing this pavement. The bars what I'm raising. They want me to drive like a raisin in the sun. Dream deferred by a boo. They don't know. My 
two colors, Langston Hughes. With these shows, we're more wanted than a jihad. These wives come to the G, kind of aisle, but together, God, I'm out of this world. Married to another planet, prenuptials of Neptune. Personal life, on to the next tune. I'm cleaning up the game, so no need to vacuum whoever. I said, I'm cleaning up the game, so no need to vacuum, whatever. It's a plethora of confectioners. These bars are sweeter than. And if anybody think different, then lead them in. Lock the doors. Leave them in. And watch them come out, testify by the end of the evening. Fact, I'm winning. Ain't no perceiving it. But when you calculate it as a prime number, no way to even it. I'm hot. My work ethic is feverish, and I get more notice than a serve at a hookah bar with a fever bliss. Pizza spit, speaker spit, I'm easily it. Y'all Put yourself in the box. Keep the rapping. I keep the gift. Two, I build prophetized, but I was never prophesized. And the prophet's ass to be a prophet, guys. I just recognized and wrecked it, guys. Saw things different, and there's a difference between specialized and specialized. Before I leave this earth, I will be posterized. I'm supposed to rise. I was sitting here to put something on your cranium. I ain't the strongest, but I'm unbreakable like titanium. So, yeah, I think I'm sick with this quill and ink. And if I'm not, Nah, just let me think what I think. You know what I mean? That's that piece. Yes, that's that piece. Yes. <laughs> okay. You. I can't say the other part of that, but y'all know how that go. Y'all know how that thing <laughs> go. But uh, I definitely, I was feeling that. I don't think I've heard that before, so I, I was definitely feeling that. Yeah, that, you know, that's just, uh, uh, you know, uh, that piece, like, um, I, I, like I said, I do a lot of traveling, and um, usually when I do, uh, when I feature, like, on the road or something, um, like, people be, uh, they'll, like, they, if they don't know you, they always count you out, like, uh, here we go, you know what I'm saying, some dude from Chicago, you know, and so what I got, what that piece is called, a jitters piece. And what a jitters piece is, is like it's a piece to kind of get the jitters off of you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so what I'll do is I'll get on the stage when I'm, like, out of town, and I'll be like, hey, you guys, we've been on the road all day. Um, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little jittery. Uh, and then they're like, well, you do that. People always be like, oh, it's okay, baby, just do your best, you know. And then I was like, okay, uh, I can I just do a piece to get the jitters off real quick? And then I try to spit the most lyrical piece I got. And then so then they'd be like, if that's just the piece to start it off with, then what is he about to do, you know? So I, I try to use the method of, like, bringing them down and then so I could just skyrocket them up, you know. So that's that's I uh, created uh, a series of poor spoken word pieces called the jitters pieces that I'll do. This and it ain't really about nothing. It's just just bars, spitting bars at the bar at the bar, you know. So tell me, tell me some advice. You know, I've been on the poetry thing speaking only for a very short time. And I need some advice because I find that you have your ups and downs with the speaking aspect, the physical aspect of poetry. So what advice would you give a poet to like myself trying to get on the scene and not so much be hot but be inspiring? Um, well, I mean, that, like, you know what, one of the things that is lacking is uh 
that uh, that um I tried to do to set me out from the other poets was consistency. Like like for some reason poets are just not consistent. Like they have uh like I'll see a poet every day Facebook in it or at a show spitting poetry and just going crazy hard and then uh for about three months straight and then the next three months I don't see the poet no more. And then the next three months I see them every I see them every now and again. And then the next three months, okay, they going hard again. Then the next three months I don't see them no more. You know what I mean? Like it's not like no I don't like you gotta be consistent. Like, um you have to you know, whoever you are, be consistently that person. If you're a person that if you step into poetry and say, hey, I will never do a, a erotic piece, then three years from now, no, you don't do erotic pieces because that's not who you are. You know, and don't try to become that because, uh, uh, because hey, maybe erotic uh, poetry is in right now. You know, like um, you you set the mold. You know, if if you're a lyrical poet or an inspirational poet, then like you what like make whatever whatever you do in like hey I'm an inspirational poet everybody want to hear erotic so I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna build my own inspirational situation you know or whatnot so just be consistent with who you are be consistent on what your goals is be clear on that stick to your guns always know what you want to do and if you if it's something that you don't want to do don't do it you know and and like and try to put yourself out there as much as possible. You know, if you like to uh write uh poems on Facebook, write poems on Facebook as much as you can. If you like to upload videos on YouTube or your poetry, do that as much as you can because you never know who's looking. I I um one thing I'm so happy what Facebook has done has they been putting uh the the they show you the views on your videos now that you put up on Facebook you know and like I've been putting videos up and at one of the videos I'm at 1600 views of course I wouldn't have knew but but it's at 1600 views but it's only got 10 likes on it you know what I'm saying. So it's like people like to, they like to cheer for you quietly, you know, and that's fine as well. You know, they just like, hey, Geronimo is doing this thing. I'm I'm in the corner cheering for him. I'm not going to step out in the forefront. And that's fine, you know, but, you know, you never know who's looking at you. So just because they don't click like or share your stuff, that don't mean they don't view what you got or they don't go on your page and check you out or they're not telling people about you. So you need to consistently promote yourself and, and put yourself out there, whatever your mission is, you know. Like, and you, as you can see, my mission is, you know, speaking about where I came from and bringing light to the situations in Chicago, the hood, the urban areas, the block, all that. And I stay consistent with that, you know, for three years now, you know. And, and that's that's what I can tell you, you know. And everything else going to fall in um, order, I promise you. Well, all right, all right. So what's in the future for Geronimo? What does Geronimo have up his sleeve? He kind of showing it but not really telling nobody. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, um, basically, uh, well, one of the things that I'm I'm getting in tune with is uh, I was talking to a, a fellow poet of mine who who you know fairly new to the. Uh, to the scene in Chicago. I don't think he's new to poetry, but he's fairly new to the scene uh, of poetry in Chicago. And um, his name Dragon Dragonfly. And um, you know, I was telling him like, "Yeah, bro, you know, I've been here, I've been there." And he was like, "Yo, you ever been to this set? That's this set? That set?" And I'm like, "Nah, I never been there." And then he was like, "Hey, how you go to Atlanta and Memphis and all these other places, but you ain't never been to a poetry set up north, you know. So, uh, yo, it was so, you know, it hit me so hard. I was like, yo, he's so right, you know. And so for the future, what I plan on doing is, uh, well, what I'm doing, actually, um, I have a feature at the Heartland Cafe up north, like in Rogers Park, so it's pretty far up north on on the Chicago, in Chicago. And uh, so I have a feature there, but I plan on, like, going, like, you know, hitting the north side. Um, with my bro, Hood Rays, me and Hood Rays is actually uh, setting up a, sh- uh, a bus tour to go down to the music fest. Uh, we're going to be throwing an uh, uh, open mic in uh, Cincinnati on the weekend of the music fest. Uh, we're gonna provide hotel rooms for everybody that go. We're gonna provide um, uh, the uh, tickets to both days of the music fest. Um, uh, we're gonna uh, provide uh, people can go to the casino. They're gonna get like twenty five dollars, I guess, in uh, casino chips if they want. Um, and we're gonna go down. So that's that, that's coming up soon. That me and uh, Hill Rays are partnering up on. Um, I uh, recently just got contacted from uh, a young lady from Africa. Uh, she wants to, you know, start building and working. She does. They do. They they have a whole poetry movement going on in Africa, and um, they want to connect with America. So I'm sitting down talking to her, and you know, so like, so you know, everything you know is in the 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 baby stages, but. We building, you know, and one thing I'm trying to do is just incorporate my fellow artists in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you know, my I know my vision ain't everybody's vision, but if we can help each other get to the uh, a vision, then everybody wins. You know? All right. Well, I'm just I'm definitely gonna be in tune with all this good mm-hmm. stuff that's going on. Mhm. Yeah, all and right. also. The next uh, Solid Soul Sundays is April 19th. That's the third Sunday. We have some dope, dope, dope features. It's going to be crazy hot, you know. Uh, it's going to be live filming. Um, a web series is actually going to be there. And they uh, they got over 16 million views on, on YouTube for their web series. So it's going to be awesome. Well, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready for it. Definitely ready for it. So, here are DSR Saturday afternoon features. I end out the interview by asking you to tell me and the listeners something something interesting about yourself that we may not know or you may not normally tell somebody. Okay. Uh, let's see. Something that um, you may not know, but uh, hmm. Okay, I'll I'll do even better. I'll tell two things, okay? 
Uh, one is like I, I'm a I don't I don't know how to sing at all, but like when I'm by myself, I be singing like it's nobody's business. Like I be in the car driving to a show or in the house singing to the top of my lungs. I can't sing at all though. Like I'm a horrible singer. Like it's horrible. It's not. It's not even funny. And uh, so that's something people don't know. And uh, so that's a bad thing because I can't sing at all. But I like it. It makes me feel good. Um, and then uh, another thing a lot of people don't know is that um, I am I, I'm, I'm a musician. Um, I play the trumpet, the tuba, the baritone, the cornet, the uh, piano. Um, I am a uh, I'm a tuba major. I play the instrument from fourth grade of grammar school all the way up to 12th grade. So um, probably people don't know that about me, you know? You're right. I didn't know. I didn't know that you'd be saying you be singing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's low-key. That's low-key, though. That's, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, usually when I'm by myself, I'll be just singing away. Okay, so if I ever see you in the car and I see your lips moving, I know you ain't. I know you ain't practicing. You probably singing the song on the radio. More than likely, yeah. More than likely, the the radio is on blast. Like, oh, that's another thing. If you ever get in my car, just hold your ear because usually when I cut on my car, the radio just go boom, and it usually scares everyone that get in there. You know what I'm saying? Because it always is at max. And my mother, she slaps me every time it happens. So I need to learn my lesson. You know what I'm mean? saying? But I love it. I love it. I love music. Well, without further ado, I'm going to ask you to do a last piece, and then we're going to end out the interview portion with Geronimo Speaks. Again, thank you, everyone, for joining in to DSR Saturday Afternoon Features. Up next is Phenom. I cannot wait. Oh, man, I love the both of these gentlemen. They are so positive, and they got a lot going on in Chicago. So I definitely thank the both of them for coming through. So without further ado, I'm going to ask for one more piece, Geronimo, and then, I, you know, then I'm going to have to see you out in the streets. Okay, that's, that's perfectly fine. Okay, um, what are you offering to the church? Yeah, I said it. What are you offering to the church? A lot of you walk around with this holy up and down because you're offering to the offerings a little bit more. But I'm asking you, what are you really offering when you walk through them doors? See, I pay my tithes different from most Christians. I use verbal expressions to teach God's lessons. It's ever present that some of y'all treat the present like peasants because they can't afford to give more from their severance. Like that's the only road to the heavens. So in essence, what are you offering to the church? They say in my offerings, I got to offer rings to the offering, but I offer dreams and offer schemes of all the teams, of all the teams that show the fiends on the block and they skirt the beef. So they skirt the heat before they ever look weak. That's who I offer to. And in case some of y'all thinking that's illogical, God said it only takes the face of a mustard seed. So imagine the passion of a full-blown daffodil. This passion's real. Some of y'all pastors still go to church and pass the pastor. 
pass the bills, but witness these kids pass the steel so they can blast and steal. Don't you realize to these babies the black got mass appeal? But I'm off into that boy with the gun won't be on new church doors to have them knocking down the old ones. Nah, these words won't add to the church fun, but they had a hood so excited about the words they leave like church fun. Nah, don't get me wrong. I ain't saying don't take care of home. Galatians 6, 6. One who has taught the world must share everything with the one who teaches. And that goes for small gatherings to legions. All I'm saying is how could you elevate the elevated? Meditate the meditated. Congregate to a congregation. These are the new revelations. Just because you bring the church prophet doesn't mean you are the church prophet. See, it's simple logic. Conjugal apostolic. Whatever you choose. Lately, y'all are views is a bit of blues on the people in between them pews and frankly I'm not amused when I repented for my sins I asked God to deliver me he didn't step down and say my son cash on delivery it's killing me all this preaching to the congregation where you can go to any gas station to find a dude waiting with that tool blade this is true Satan I ain't hating I'm just saying what are you offering to the church? And I don't mean what's in your purse. I mean what's in your personality. In actuality, it's all about what's in your mentality. A person that brings more change to the church could be way more powerful than a person that brings more change to the church. See, when you God's property, now nah, you don't come with a land deed, but the blessings of miracles come faster than land speed. So, yeah, I pay my tithes different from most Christians. I use verbal expressions because I know my words, but I ask you, what are you offering to the church? Thank y'all for having me. Thank you, Geronimo. Thank you. No problem, Thank you. no problem. Appreciate you, and I, I definitely, I definitely will be in the streets with you. You are, you're a big supporter of everybody, and I definitely thank you for coming on to DSR Afternoon Features, and I hope that you can stay, because next up is Phnom. Definitely, definitely. I can't wait. That's big bro, man. Like, that's a very, very wise man, you know, so he's a dope, dope artist as well. He's out here doing real things. So love big bro. He, he's dope, you know. All right. Okay, everybody. That was Geronimo Speaks. Definitely like him on YouTube. Um, like his Facebook page. He got a lot going on. Very positive, brother. I definitely appreciate him. Next up, we're going to bring in Phnom. To all you callers that's on the line, I thank you for calling. We're going to get to you shortly. We're going to bring in Phnom and hear him, some of the things he got going on. You don't want to miss this. So next up is Phnom. Phnom, how are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And Sarah, how you doing, good sister? I am excited. You you yes. know. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. A little introduction about Phnom. Phnom has been on the scene for some years now. He is a, and I quote, I want to say it right, he is an MC. Yes, that's correct. Yes, I know. I remember you telling me, um, I don't go by that name. I go by MC. So I'm going to introduce you as an MC. He got a lot going on in Chicago. I am especially, especially happy about his history program. He mentioned to you. And the brother. Oh, 
with that said, for now, I'm going to ask you to reintroduce yourself to the people because only you can do it better. Okay. Well, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I like to introduce myself. The M the M C Shot City Introduce you know, I'm an MC from like, you know what I'm saying, when the old school when they was doing it for real tribe called Quest, Rob Bass. Um, Scarface, MC8, um, 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 Ghetto Boys, uh, uh, um, X Clan, Way Record. Chris Cross was doing it. I, I was in it back then, and, and it's a pleasure to be a part of it now. Um, I'm a, I like to think of myself as a, a youth development Navy SEAL, the way I can go into different settings and different environments and open up a youth to a point where he's in or she's in a safe space where they can be themselves. And so I do this using the arts, using just whatever God gave me, you know what I'm saying, to make people feel comfortable and showing the God in them. Well, 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 that was a superb introduction. Uh You already know. I'm excited. You and your right on the show. Okay, I think I'm changing too hard, so let me bring it down. Okay, okay. So let's start off with your name. What inspired the name Fanat? Well, um, my original name was Succotash, right? And so, so Succotash was something I came up with because of all the different things that's in it. And so it's a dish that um, has a lot of different delicious elements to it. And so I, that's why I was looking at myself as. But I thought that, was, that wasn't going to survive in the battle if I was to get in the battle. So um, I needed a new name. And my brother, Iahim, uh, who was in a group with me uh, called Peeping Toms, we was, uh, we was thinking of a new name for me. And we went through the dictionary, and he found Venom. And I didn't like Venom. It had a negative connotation to it, and, um, and so he came across Phnom, and in the explaining of it, uh, being ahead of your time and uh, being a phenom like Tiger Woods was a phenom of golf and Jordan was a phenom to the league, and then you got young painters and artists and designers and things like that that are phenoms, and those are people who are wise at a young age, so that means they have a lot to offer in a lot of different environments, but they're still a student and a child of life. And so um, that's what phenom means. And so I, I felt that I was that with the lyrics. And so that was something to embody. And it became that when I was in high school. I think a sophomore in high school, I became phenom. So let's get into what inspired you to do spoken word, poetry. You are, you are I do apologize, also a hip-hop artist. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm a hip-hop so what inspired, what inspired um, your journey? Okay, well, as far as poetry, that, that came later in the game, and I'll explain how I got into that. But hip-hop hit me because of I remember being at home, listening to the radio, and Mama and Uncle Nim going out, and the radio had hip-hop music on it and rap and 
and house and disco and and pink house was on the radio and it was it was dope and and I wanted to know where they was going they was going to the party and they was feeling so good going and the announcers was on, the personality was on the radio announcing all these parties and where the, where the place is at and they was going they like I'm going down there to Slick Ricks or whatever it was they was going to different places and I wanted to be a part of that I wanted to be able to go. I wanted to be one of the people that keep up the party. I want to be amongst the people that's happy and everything. And so when Fast Eddie came to the radio, um, dun, 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 something, something in apartment, whatever, I can't even remember the lyrics back then, but I think Sundance and him was doing some things. And, and I was like, man, I could do that. And so I wrote me a rhyme, and I went to school the next day, um, and they was they was on it. Like what? And then Fresh Prince came out and all that. And they they asked, everywhere I went, they asked me to do this rhyme. And so by the time I got in high school, I was listening to guys like um, Gangstar, and my uncles was in the house listening to N.W.A. So I couldn't avoid that. Um, so I had a great mixture of the the backpack hip hop and the gutter hip hop as I was coming up. Um, and so that when I got to high school. That was around the same time that Ludacris was going to Oak Park and River Forest High School. Um, and so I went there, and I joined the crew that was there. Luda didn't, wasn't in that crew. He was in another crew called Tic-Tac-Toe. And I wanted to join a crew called um, Twice the Damage. And that was a problem because it was two of them, and they was called Twice the Damage. And so when they heard me spit, they was like, man, we want you to be a part of us. And so we became a, a bigger crew named Family Jewels. <laughs> And so uh, it was. It was tight. Luda wasn't a part of our group. He by by sophomore year he transferred. His mama took him to Atlanta, and so he left. Um, and we we was in just in school doing battles and developing our skill. And I remember hearing uh, uh, Dwick by Gangstar and um, uh, uh, man. Um, Greg Nice, right? Greg N C E. I say, ah, we, we, you know what I'm saying? I remember hearing that at a party at high school, and I was like, man, this is what I do. I love this. I love the way it's, this feel. Look at the people there in the party. Everybody dancing is cracking. It's cracking. And then we was joining the talent shows and winning and stuff like that. It was crazy. So by the time I graduated high school, I was in it, and I was battling and jumping into every battle I heard about. Um, and then a guy wanted to sign us, uh, me and my guy. So we formed a group called Peep and Tom's, looking in on the industry um, as the, as we when we they take their clothes off, when they take their mask and their costumes off. That's the real them that we see. So we rhyme about that. And so that was our that was our, our hook. That was our, our direction. And so we we ended up rhyming in front of Twister and a couple other guys that was making it at the time, and nothing happened. Um, we didn't have enough commercial appeal, and so we ended up doing the show. When we got old enough, we got like 18. We graduated from high school. During our graduation year, we rocked at a, at the Double Door, and Kanye was on our label at that time. Uh, East Smooth from Focus Music Group signed Kanye, and he signed Peepin' Toms, and he wanted to sign Family Jewels, but there was too many of us, and we was disorganized. But us too, you know, it was easier to move us. And so that broke off. Kanye was like, man, I'm going to um, New York. 
And so we like, we ain't got the money to go, so we're going to be right here in Chicago. We're going to do it from here. He went. And next thing you know, I'm hearing Luda on the radio. Lick, 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 lick you from your head to your And my guys went down there to Atlanta. And they're like, man, they treating Chris like Jordan, man. You need to come down here. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't coming down. You crazy. Get out of here. He's like, man, they treat him like Jordan. Swear everywhere he goes, it's crazy. He get this, he get that. And I was tempted to go down there, but I didn't. And then next thing you know, you hear that Yake was in a car crash. And, um, and so I called him. Um, and he like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's cool. It's cool. Um, and so he got he, he started, stuff started coming out on the radio. And then there was a show at DuSabo Museum where I was ended up opening. The, the promoter knew me and was like, man, I want you to rock. I want you to open for Kanye and John Legend. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I had one of my students with me, and I introduced him to Ye. I'm like, yeah, this is my man, Rashid. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. And he was starstruck, my little man. And I'm like, yeah, man, I need your new number, man. I need some beats. And he like, all right, take my number. And he gave me a fake number. I called it. It was a Mexican dude. It was it was crazy. I felt a little dejected by that. You know, that was like, I'm like, man, the industry done got the man. You know, it done got him. You know what I'm saying? So now he, he could have told me, like, no, nah, you know what I'm saying? I'm on a different level. I can't do it. There's too many things. Anything, you know, instead of pump fake me. You know that's not that's not what you do to 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 people that you that you bonded with. So I took that as not a bond. And then next thing you know, Focus Music Group, the dude who's running it, E Smooth, tried to put three of my vocal three three vocals from three of my songs on three of Kanye beats, and sent them to like London or something, and was about to get four hundred fifty thousand dollars as a bonus just for doing it, and um, Def Jam caught that and vetoed that, and then it was all over the MTV and everything. And so I'm still behind the scenes. I jump into uh, the Source Unsigned Hype battle. I end up getting to the championship round out of a 1,000 MCs throughout across the nation on a freestyle off the top battling. I ended up battling proof. We went a, a few rounds. I feel they gave it to him. You know, Chicago always feel like that, you know, but um, I think he worked his politics well, and, and that showed me a different level of the game while I'm practicing on my freestyles and running up the stairs like I'm Rocky at the hotel, getting my breath control right. He's at the source rubbing elbows with the people that, that the editors and things like that. I didn't know how to do none of that. And so he won, and then Eminem started coming out and popping and everything, and I'm like, man, everybody around me is blowing up. You know, but I want to do it from Chicago, so I stayed here, and I came back from the source battle, and I met Jay Ivey, and I met um, Malik Youssef, and found out that we worked in the same program with Michelle Obama, and he, he kind of mentored me. You know, he cracked the game open and let me know, don't go that route, that's fake. You know, this poetry scene is real. It's the real part of you. And so when I came to the poetry scene, Jay Ivey heard me spit, and so I, would, I removed the beat from what I was doing, my rhymes, and I spoke them. And it was more like a griot speaking, and they became more story-like. And I didn't write poetically with sonnets and haikus and different stanzas and different things like that. I didn't write like that with prose. I wrote in bars. And so people liked my flavor, so I, I brought a different flavor to the poetry scene. I wasn't necessarily considered a poet. What I was bringing was hip-hop and tree, not poetry. You know, So when they call me and when I do my thing, I do a, a poetry-flavored hip-hop show. Um, and, it's, and it's unique and it's dope. 
Um, and so I met Brother Mike, who was at the click before it was called E2, and he was spitting with Jay Ivey and them. And I said, man, you know, I want to form a crew called Poetry Chicago, and he was with it. And so we, we got two members, and then he went and got two more members, and when they got two more members, and when they got two more members, I'm like, damn, we had like 11 members when it was over with. And so we became like the poetry Wu-Tang on the scene, and we took over the scene. We took over the open mics. We would all come in in one open mic and sign our name on the list, one after another, and we would take the night. It was crazy. It was gorilla. It was beautiful. When we promoted, it was 11 different directions. It was unity on a high scale with different poets and dancers and rhymers and graphic artists and painters and lovers of, of, of holistic living and, and political education and things like that. It was dope. It was an army, a family. And so we ended up having growing pains, didn't make enough money because the poetry scene don't pay a lot of money for the truth, but they want to feel it. They need it. So this is a gift that you're supposed to give, and we didn't have the business all together. So we ended up breaking up, falling in love with each other. It was too many of us, and then when relationships would break up, then, you know, we wouldn't have the right energy when doing the show. You know, regular growing pains with a group. So it ended up with four of us, myself, Brother Mike, Issa Star, and me, right? Brother Mike, Issa Star, Rhythm, and me. Brother Mike, Issa Star, Rhythm, Phenom. And we started moving. Our business was right. We ended up opening for the Whalers, and we ended up going on tour with the Black Panthers and, and, and going to uh, Cincinnati and meeting Pam Africa. And then we started working with uh, Dance Africa. And then we, we started working with groups from Paris. And then we, we got, our music is playing in Samro, South Africa. And it started getting big and beautiful. But we learned through political education you cannot rise above the conditions of your people. So if the people ain't feeling good and you got racks, you still can't be at peace. So that's why I understood why certain people attacked Bill Cosby early in his career when they was trying to get a hospital and he wouldn't give for that or attack Jordan for giving his whole year's salary to 9-11 when he offered $5,000 to the families whose shorties got killed because they was rocking the very shoes that he played in. You know, so we was dejected about that. And so we had a voice. And, but the older people didn't want to hear that. They wanted to do their erotic poetry, and they wanted to, you know, we got to make money off of this. And so we decided to go to the, the kids, work with the youth. That's to go to the fresh ground and work with them. And so we penetrated the CPS system. We went to New York and learned some things, worked, worked there for 10 months, came back to Chicago and just attacked the system in various ways, creating open mics, creating after-school programs, creating lunchtime programs, beating the students to school to play basketball with them before school so we can bond and, and, and take them to the open mic and we can have a connection, give them homework, meet their mothers, be on the bus with them, ride with them through the gang territory, spit on the bus with them, spit on the train with them, show them how to record, show them how to save a dollar, show them how to fight, not with their fists, but with these words, man. Show them how to fight by showing up on time every day. They trying to get you out your job, but show up every day. They can't say nothing. They need you. That type of stuff. And so we started seeing the community being enriched. And so Brother Mike was doing Digital Youth Network and did um, U Media. And I did the poetry program and, and worked in different schools and then eventually met Kay Love, who's a beautiful, beautiful goddess, 
and I felt as if she was my equal. God chopped her from the same uh, from the other end of the same block, and we just took a long time to to connect with each other. Um, but we connected, and what we were able to birth is a a, a new scene where the poets are not just poets. They work in the schools, they mentor, and they come right off of the stage from rocking to give you a fork to match the, 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 the spaghetti they just served you. So it's a high humility. Then we're teaching them how to write grants. We're teaching them how to be at the table and speak effectively, returning an email on time, being on time for the feature, not going over your time, not spitting because you got bars, but connect with somebody's spirit when you speak. Things like that. Getting an L tab. Don't get an L tab to win. Get an L tab because you are winning and show people what winning looks like. So, um, at the same time, being an artist, being a daddy, I'm a daddy of four beautiful children. And uh, throughout my travels and throughout my uh, wonderful relationships that end up broken, like um, a lot of different relationships in life. I have um, four children from that, and it's, it's, it's heavy being the father of four. Um, I have two in Atlanta and two in Chicago, two girls, two boys, um, and four different mothers, and that's that's a trial in itself. So when, it, when it's sunny on one side of town, it's raining on the other one for me, and so I have to juggle and manage and still write and mentor and still be um, well, MC and a, and, a, and a positive person. And I think that's a big calling. And so if I can release it through the music, maybe I can leave some trails for the ones that's going through some of that. And it can help help the burn a little bit, you know, with some water on the burn. So that's why I make the music that I make. I could make, you know, bouncing, get it up music, but I think the medicine is better. And people go to stove out of junk quicker than they go to the stove out of medicine. I think I would definitely have to agree. And I, I definitely, I am so happy that I have had the opportunity to get to know you because you said a lot of stuff in there that was inspiring, you know, and I definitely appreciate you for taking your time out. I know you, I know you're out and about making yeah, another Yeah, let's talk about Southwest right now. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, if he do it, I'm so excited because I know, like I said, you're a phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. You do a lot with the community, with the teams, you know, and your, your talent. And beyond talent, you're just, a good person to get. So I'm going to stop the interview portion, and I'm going to ask you if you would like to do a piece for the people. Absolutely. I heard my brother Geronimo drop that wonderful piece, Are You in the Church? What You Doing for the People? What You Doing for the Church? I love that piece. I love that brother. Love him. We need that brother. We need him. We need him. He's very important. So, yeah, yeah, I can drop a piece. Cool. Okay. The mic is yours. All right, thank you. Phenomenal on the ball, no dissimal lyrical, reaching upon the wall, prophecy for no call ago. Owning the world with cricket political, revolutionary role. 
Spiritual warfare, them done, them worship money and gun, them teach us to do it wrong with every boy and them girl. If we fall, then we fall, we doing the name of God. In the midst of the war, I can hear the soldiers roar. Rap Messiah, I got keys for freedom, connoisseurs, we in the last days. Life short is more than a phrase. Young thugs with French braids get sprayed in gangways. Remember this, for norm I didn't come. I was sent to get a message to the desperate of the devil's intent to get us all in the position to be devoured. We can't fall to the ground like the Twin Towers. You should acknowledge that I'm spitting in the final level. Modern technology is stripping humans of the power. Miseducation of religion keep my people sour. Now my brother settled their differences with gunpowder. Listen, my plan, create a sacred and holy land for the spiritually indigenous child, woman, and man. I'm a runaway slave with Jesuit ways. My heart is beyond brave. Y'all, freedom is what I crave. Some say follow Jesus. Others tell me not to. I follow King in the mirror, but he only moves when I do. No, I'm on the ball, no, this is my lyrical, it's written up on the wall. Love is the final call, we're born in the world, we're crooked, but it's a call, revolutionary role. Spiritual warfare, I'm done, I'm worth the money, and gone, I'm teaching us to do it wrong, I'm heavy, but I'm done. I'm up here in the sky, like where the Falcon's at. I'm high off my people, just pops a Malcolm X. So check my crystal method, man. It'll make you choke. Hypes live in my bathroom. My shit is dope. Rakim looking for me. He's a microphone fiend. He ain't been straight for years. Well, this can make him lean. Try not to overdose. You will get overseen. If those dudes are malpractice, I'll be the Dr. King. But those got the dreams that they are better. I am a nightmare in a hooded Freddy Krueger sweater. So one, two, Freddy's coming for you. You better hope to God that dude finds you before I do, because I'm a master of massacre, mass murder, a smasher of bastards, monster mansion, rocking the mask of master. Mad maxim, axim, axim, splashing your bladder older with blood all over this atlas for the aftermath for the diaspora. But what? You think it's sweet? Stick your tongue in it and taste it. Last five who tried as hostages in my basement and faceless aces. Should I say deuces? Spit fire that cooks gooses. Idiots want war with gods and with Satan they want truces. My hate is thriller, like you spilled some Michael Jackson on it. Y'all on some BS shooting like John Paxson on it. Black power is Hollywood. Most of y'all is acting on it. Some niggas will rock a noose if you put some diamonds and platinum on it. Let's get it together. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've I've heard that live. It's I'm I'm telling y'all, it's even better live. It's cool. I, I, I think you should do a live CD. I swear. I I'm working on it. I'm working, man. Truth be told, I'm working on it. That's my next project after the one that I'm about to release. I'm doing a live, and I'm live. Yeah. I think I had a premonition that that's what it was. Uh, look at you. That it was coming. It was coming. That's a that's a, that's a So I want to get into your mentoring. Um, you have a mentoring where you mentor the teens within Chicago, and it's very successful. And let me say, I've seen them perform, and they they evolve. Yes, because they mean it. They mean it. It's not a contest. It's not necessarily to impress. They are speaking from the scrolls of them being journalists in Baghdad, in in war, in heaven, and right in the living in the middle of the mountain where the lava is, there's beautiful flowers here and they just they just 
they're just explaining that in colorful ways, and then they become more and more fearless about it, and, and that's so beautiful. So exactly what, it, and, and I know it's called lyric mentoring. Exactly yeah, what do you offer the teens in the community? What do you inspire to give them, and what can they take away from lyric mentoring? Okay, so um, the difference between us and regular programming is that is programming. And we have programming in addition with mentoring. And so mentoring is 24-7. So let's say you join the LTAB program and then you got a coach and you create these teachable moments. So when they're writing and they write about the hood, gangster, I'm a gangster. And then the coach said, no, don't be a gangster. You're going to be a gangster of these words, you know, and just enlighten them and everything. And when is when the contest is over, the coaches go away. And so they're left back with the the scene that they were in that helped them create those rhymes in the first place. And so with with lyric mentoring we create more of a family setting where you come in a dinner, you know, you come into practice, you're getting disciplined, we at your school, what's wrong with you? Why you ain't doing this up in here? Who is this bothering you? What's wrong with your um 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 what's wrong with, with, with your writing? Why have you blocked? Do you write? Can you write? You don't write, you draw? Come on, let's draw. This is how you do business. What did you do yesterday? What did you do last week? How's that going on? Next month, next year, this is what's going on. So it's more of a holistic approach with the youth. And so it didn't start out as a program. It didn't start out as a mentor and anything. All it was was I started at um, South Shore High School. I was requested up there to run a male mentor and workshop with the youth, the, the boys there. And I did it, and it went so well. It had the changes with the guys all around the school. It was great. The girl was like, what you got for us? And so I hired um, – my son's mother to come in, and she was great. She was a teacher, and then she got hired by um, another school that we were at to be the fourth grade teacher, and so that left a vacancy. And so in our culminating event, I hired Kay Love, who was on the scene smacking the mic, just blessing people. I said, come do something at our closing event um, for this thing. And then the principal was there, and she did it, and it was awesome. She did, uh, I'm a survivor. And it just woke up spirits. And then the principal was like, yes, I'm giving this program another year right there in front of everybody, like gangster, like it was her money. And I was like, wow, that's dope. And so um, I needed the girls to have a coach or a teacher, and Caleb came on with her treating me like a queen curriculum that she had already been doing. It was crazy. She was already doing stuff with Ada S. McKinley, and she came on and just took off, and so the, the funds ran out, and it was the true test of what we were doing. And so we had these wonderful relationships with all these youth, and the funds ran out. So we created something, after school something, and then funds came for that. And then the funds ran out, and then we created something else, and then funds came for that. And then the funds ran out. And so as we would go home, they would ask, where y'all going? Like, what do y'all do? You know, are y'all together? We wasn't together at the time. We was, we were strictly trying to uh, portray a plutonic relationship to show them how to do business first. And so they they were so intrigued by the chemistry, and it was real. It was dope. It was real. We were there to 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 see it through, you know. And so they came to with us to open mics, and they loved it. And they saw adults speak their feelings and cuss people out, but not kill people. 
in their pieces and show pieces of love and people would sing and do all these other things and they were just like, we want to do this. It wasn't a place for them. So, okay, love, and I we scoured 79th Street, scoured 71st Street, found a spot. The first spot we found was, was ragged, but we had a space, and about six of them came. And we was like, no, this ain't right. We had a big old fire for a heater, and that was going to burn the kids up if they playful. So, no, we, had, we went to a Gambian restaurant on 79th and Clyde. They let us come in. We bought $40 worth of food. She gave 20 I gave 20 every Tuesday. Right after school, we do the program. We do the program during lunchtime. And then or we do an open mic during lunchtime where the kids come from out of the lunchroom into another room. So we decreased the population by half already. So the fights went down. And in the room, we spin poetry. You let the kids spit their poetry and the rhymes and stuff like that. So they getting something inside of the school sphere that they don't usually get. So they feel good. It's privileged. The principal can say, I'm going to take it away from y'all if y'all act up. And they were straighten up. And it was beautiful. And so right after school, we do the open mic over at the Gambian restaurant, which is not too far from the school, South Shore High School. So they came over and the youth that would follow us and we would start mentoring and, and listening to their stories and telling them our stories and being transparent with them and letting them see our mistakes. And we getting over mistakes together. We're teaching them how to fast, and we fasting to get over. We exercise, and we're doing push-ups. Every time we go to the thing, now they're doing push-ups. And when I stop doing push-ups, they show me, oh, yeah, I'm still on my push-ups. So I get down and do my push-ups. It's a, it's a family. It's a relationship as opposed to I'm teaching you something. Only. And so the open mic was wonderful. We never had one incident of violence. It was beautiful. The name started spreading everywhere, everywhere. The colleges, everywhere. Lyric, let your rhymes inspire creativity. Everywhere. So we had a the solid group that we were mentoring every day, and they had friends and people that they were promoting to. So then we would have the food, serve the food. We had chopped the rice up so small it was almost liquid. We would share it with people. Everybody get a little small little piece. Here, you get something, you get something. Everybody ate. Everybody drank something, um, like some juice, some water, some lemonade. And we would let our kids perform, and it was beautiful. So we needed a bigger space. We ended up hooking up with the Clio Center on 55th and Garfield in Michigan. And it was a beautiful marriage, you know. So the stage was wonderful. There's space for more mentoring, space for practice, there's space for meeting with the parents and doing all kind of beautiful stuff. And so the group started getting into contests, and then we started putting them into real poetry settings. Go to the battered women's group and speak your poetry to them. Go to the county jail with us and then do your piece. And so they really understood the words that they speak have to be real. Don't come in here with these bars, I'm the greatest, I make a helicopter span, and not, no, you don't. And then I got a gun and a cannon and 35 minutes. No, you don't. But you did go through some stuff where your mother called the police on you, man, and you ain't do nothing. You have been locked up and couldn't go home, and that's something that you practice and that you're not going to go back to. Spit that. And they start spitting that. And so that's what you see when you hear them and you see them. They're giving you the entertainment part because they know you got to have something, you know, in an entertainment setting. You got to come with something entertaining. But what they're saying is straight from the heart. It's hot off the press of their life. And we debrief with that. After the set, they come to our house. 
come to my crib. They go to K-Love crib. We sit down. They chill. They laugh. They freestyle. They record themselves. And we read the Bible. We, we have discussions. We look at TV and see what the police doing, brutality. We talk about that. And we live. And so that's what lyric is, a, a living organism that has grown to be a body that is specifically built for healing. That's why we don't have violence. That's why we don't have the news chasing us because we're not violent. You got the news all over ceasefire because they got they they deal with you know the after effect of people getting killed. But when you do it, we've been doing this for six, seven years. Every Tuesday, every if you count it, that's like five hundred and something Tuesdays where we had a hundred and fifty plus youth in a setting from six o'clock to midnight. And they all made it home safe every single time, which built young people who became poets, who became business people, who have graduated college and now coming back to help the, the, the family. Where's the news on that? So which, 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 what you're doing right now is beautiful. You're, you're letting it out, and, we, and I thank you for it. All right. So now, I love it. I love it. I want to say one more thing. I want to say one more thing, though. It was important for K-Love to be a part of it because she's such a dynamic poet and she's passionate about mentoring and loving these children. Um, But the effect of male and female in a a school or a a setting is like this. Let's say um, a young lady is in a class, and I'm teaching, and I'm like, "Uh, you know, this is what you got to do to keep you moving yourself forward and, you know, um, spit your piece, and then she don't feel like it. And I'm like, well, you know, you got to give more enthusiasm, and I'm pushing. And K-Love could just walk up and say, hey, are you on your cycle today? And she can say, yes, and then, you know, I got some, you know, my doll or whatever in in my purse, you know, da, 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 da. And that was the actual issue. But me being a male, I would never even thought of that. And vice versa with the men. So we create a, a holistic approach to mentoring. And it's not just like one male teacher in the class or one female teacher in the class who are not aware of the gender issues and things like that. So that that's why it works well. And you and from what I saw, I've been now um, to the sets, and I saw that you are doing an awesome job, an awesome job with the team. They you. are so Thank humble. You. They are so. I mean, they're really humble. Uh, they're talented, you know, like you said, it's really not about the talent, it's about speaking into the souls of people, you know, because you never know who you could change with just some words. Mm. So is there a way, do you have a GoFundMe account or some type of way that that people can donate to Lyric Mentoring? Yes, I do. Okay. Um I wanna I wanna get that on the event page. I'll try to get that from you or if you wanna shout it out. Yeah, I can shout it out real quick. Okay. Um it's lyric mentoring N F P like non for profit. Lyric mentoring N F P dot eventbrite dot com. 
So L-Y-R-I-C, mentoring, N-F-P dot eventbrite dot com. And they, they can donate, and that, that'll help us with, like, cups and, and fruit snacks and getting kids transportation to different places and things like that. We need help with stuff like that. We need a lot of help. We're giving our money, paying light bill money on, on prom dresses and, and getting hairdos and, and underwear and things like that. It's real. All right, I definitely will put that on the event page so we can um, get some donations for you. And I myself will be donating. I just Thanks. had the pleasure of meeting Caleb. Actually, she did a a, a set recently. And uh, I, I donated, but I'm going to donate again. I'm going to donate again. And, um, I got her CD. I'm going to have to get Caleb on the show. I got her CD. And we got to see K-Love from the beginning to now. Yeah. Powerful CD. Powerful CD. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask, what's in the future for Phnom? What do you ultimate, what's the ultimate goal for yourself? Ultimate goal for myself is to com- be completely um, confident with the music that I'm making to be able to provide for my family very well through serving God. Uh, and specifically, I would like to do it through the music. Um, and so I got a few projects that are aligned with that very purpose. Um, one, I am just completed the I Survived Ebola campaign song um, that's supposed to be distributed in a couple of weeks. Um, a video and everything that was brought from Sierra Leone through New York and everything, and that was very beautiful. I got a chance to get Lyric Squad and K-Love on that. It was it was beautiful. It was beautiful to shout out the Good Life Organization, um, Brother Roberto Rivera. And so you, you see me in different schools, working with different programs. I'm the host of the Park District Trace um uh, a youth seminar that's happening on April 3rd. Um, I have an album that's coming out on April something, <laughs> and it's called I Didn't Come, I Was Sent. And so if people want to go right now and, and get a sample, they can go to iTunes and look up Heist. Heist is a song about me pulling a, a heist on the industry, taking our youth back, and um, that's a piece that's making a lot of noise right now. That's why I'm down at South by Southwest. Um, performing that song, uh, getting ready to perform it in a little bit. And um, you got Lyric Mentoring that happens every Tuesday, and so you're going to continue to get things from us like Lyric Fest. Lyric Fest is about to come, and that's a, that's a festival that we do on our own where we invite all of you for free, four weeks, seven straight days of events that will do the same thing that we did with the lunchroom. By decreasing the population, we decrease the fight. So we, we want to pull a bunch of youth into these different events so we decrease them just being on the street right after when school let out. So when school dismisses for the summer, that's when the youth don't have nothing to do. And so we want to give them something to do, and this is our third year doing that, and it's very successful. So that's coming up. And then my birthday party. Um, my birthday is April 1st, and I'm no fool, and um, I'm having a party on April 1st, an all-white, I mean, April 4th, an all-white party. 
that y'all can come to and kick it all way party. And so um, I'll send you the flyer and everything for that. It's at a wonderful, beautiful loft at 1944 South Racine. And we're going to start at 7 o'clock. $10 at the door. It's all white. I'm, I'm actually shooting a video that night. So if y'all want to come rocking your all white, you're definitely going to get in a video and get a look. I'm shooting um, uh, this, this video for Crown. A song I got called Crown, Rocking This Crown is All I Know. And that specifically speaks to we don't need jewels or we don't need extra things to, to shine over our soul that blames. And so, you know, it's actually a campaign on Facebook right now where you can take a picture and put your words on there that Rocking This Crown is All I Know in your beauty, whatever you think your beauty is. And, you know, just, just put the picture up there and hashtag crowns, all I know. And, uh, you know, you win. And so that, those are the, the few things that's happening. Uh, and I'm a full-time daddy, so and my, my children, they dance and sing and rhyme and everything, so you're going to see some things coming from them as well. Well, I'll be at that party. Got to go buy something all white. I'm a black person. You know, I like the color black, but I'm going to have to buy some new stuff, some new stuff for the all white. All white. We're going to probably have drumming and everything. It's going to be beautiful. Well, um, because I'm a lover of pieces and poetry, can I ask for one more piece before I close out the interview with yourself? Uh, Sure. All right, without further ado, everybody, this is Phnom on the mic. Thank you, thank you. Okay. It was raining when we first met. The thirst of a dry earth pulled heaven down with an incredible sound crash against the window pane sedating my brain. Landing me right between the love and hate terrain. It's a thin line. Right between love and hate was the perfect escape from a volatile mind state. I felt safer when I realized the thin line was only thin because my eyes were too far from the paper. I pulled it closer. Goddess put her hand on my shoulder and showed that the paper was empty. She said the thin line between love and hate, son, was not one but many. And right then she told me she's the inner being of self and She's only sitting here to console me. That's when I understood and realized who spoke to me. I fell in love with her, y'all. Her name was Poetry. 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 Well, all right, all right. Well, always, Mom, always, I thank you for coming through and blessing the show with your talent, with your inspiration. And I cannot wait to come out some of the events that you got going on. I know you do the um, open mic on Tuesdays with the Lyric Mentoring. And um, you got your birthday party coming up, so I definitely am going to come out and support. But before I I need to know something interesting about Phenom that we would not normally know if no one had ever asked. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I feel I was raised in the church, and I feel that I was called to be a preacher at seven years old. And so I wrote a sermon, 
and I did, I preached my sermon, and my congregation loved me. It was beautiful. They loved the word that that, that was given, and, and they encouraged me to continue to do my thing. It was only my mother and my brother, but it was my congregation. And so at seven years old, I was I was speaking to the people through spirit, you know, and I felt that, and I told the preacher I was called, and he was like, okay, show me some things I got to do to keep my spirit right. You know, if you're going to be a leader of the people, you got to be a leader of yourself, and that's a hard thing in this world. And so uh, that's something that you don't know. Nobody would ask me that. Well, all right for now, and you know, I don't, you know, I know you had a show in Texas, but definitely shout out to you, and I hope that it goes well. Well, I know it's gonna go well. Well, I'm not gonna hope. I'm gonna know it's gonna go well. Thank you, thank you very much, Mister. And many blessings on your show too. I love what you're doing. Keep going. Well, thank you, and I, I definitely will see you soon. Thank you again, and I will. Oh, my goodness. I'm super excited. I will continue to support you and your cause. I'm going to put the link um, in the event room and definitely share the flyer so everybody can see what you got going on. Amen. Thank you. All right. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Everybody that was Phnom from Chicago, definitely coming through. I would like to thank Phnom and Geronimo Speaks for coming through and sharing their testimony and what they got going on in the streets of Chicago to inspiring individuals that came through on BSR Saturday Afternoon Features. I am your host, Softly Spoken. I am going to bring in the callers before I end the show and hear for some of you wonderful people, and then we're going to end the show. So first up, I got um, Black Ice. Black Ice. Hello, hello. What's up, love? How you doing this afternoon? Oh, my goodness, this is the CEO of POET Radio, the Chicago Music Award winner, Black Ice. Yes, 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 yes. Don't forget about the National Poetry Award, too. But you know what? It's all love because my victories are team victories. These are poet victories. And so I am just honored just to represent the poet organization, Terror Records, Legends of Chicago Hip Hop. And I'm glad to represent my city and spoken word coming out of Chicago. Well, I'm happy to have you on. Everybody, I am a member of POET, a phenomenal, phenomenal organization. I I encourage each and every one of you to check it out and, you know, join because we are doing some phenomenal things. This is the CEO, Mr. Black Ice, who is, he's doing a lot. He everywhere, everywhere. I definitely appreciate you for coming through. Absolutely. I'm in traffic right now coming from an event um, that I just left, and then I'm on my way to another event in about um, 30 minutes from now. So I was like, let me go ahead and check out my sister's show. Uh, I heard Brother Phnom. I am definitely proud of that brother. I've kind of watched his growth, um, you know, from the time he came into the spoken word scene uh, he was a hip-hop artist coming into the spoken word scene, and I was blessed to be able to see that brother come on the poetry scene. Uh, I was blessed to see his partner, K-Love, come on to the poetry scene, and others come on to the poetry scene and just really watch their growth from day one 
and watch them turn out to be such beautiful spirits and not only for their own individual and personal careers, but also assist and give back to um, a lot of young people in the inner cities of Chicago, and that's what it's all about. Um, that's why our model in Poets is changing the world one heart, one mind, one verse at a time. If you just reach one, you saved one from uh, from death and destruction. So our job as poets, as writers, as speakers, as artists, is to speak life in the world. There's life and death and the power of the tongue. So we in the poet organization choose to speak life. True, and I am a I'm a witness a witness that the POET organization is a very 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 inspiration to me in my life thus far. So, Mr. CEO, can you drop something for the people so they can hear something that you know some of that telling you got over there? Um, how is the sound coming out? Because I'm actually talking through my car system. So if the sound is okay, then if it's not okay, then I'll switch it straight to the phone device. So let me know. Is it okay? It is okay. We can hear you very clear. Okay, good, good, good. Um, do you have a specific request before I go into a piece? No, but I will tell you the smoothest character that you play is Tony Swagger. Let me just say that. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, let me go ahead and drop something real quick on you guys. It's called um, it's called Hero. Let's do that. You know what? No, let's go. This is National Women's Month, so let's do something for women. And just for you guys who are out there who are listening to the show, know that it is important that you have a piece for every occasion. You know every year March is going to be National Women's Month. You know every year in February is going to be a big love month for Valentine's Day, October for Sweetest Day. Have a love piece ready and prepared. You know that October is going to be Cancer Awareness Month, Breast Cancer. Have something for that. You got domestic violence, you got sexual abuse awareness, all stuff throughout the course of the year. Have something written for every topic. That way you can be available when someone is looking to hire someone or book someone for something, weddings, funerals, somebody's going to get married, somebody's going to die. Have something for everything, anniversary, birthday party. So let's do something for National Women's Month, and this is called Mahogany. Goddess of the Universe. Mother Earth, you were the first. You were there from the beginning, from the cradle to the tomb, the womb that birthed me to life. Spiritually, my mother, my sister, my daughter, my rib, my my wife. The most underappreciated creature of God in your praise is long overdue. Because see, before I was even conscious of a God, I knew mother. Mama, I knew you. Black queen, I was there when you ruled Egypt from a golden throne. You took the cradle of civilization and and you made it your home. Black queen, I was there when you stood by King Solomon's side as all of Jerusalem kneeled at his feet. He had a whole nation in the palms of his hands, but without Queen Sheba, King Solomon was incomplete. Black queen, I was there when the angel Gabriel came to you and told you that you're going to have a son. Blessed is Mary, mother among all mothers from your womb is what we got our Savior from. You got us through 400 years of slavery and 100 years of segregation. 
and you're such a blessing because when you teach a man, you teach an individual, but when you teach a woman, you teach a nation. And you're so amazing that in the 50s you organized us. In the 60s you went to jail for the cause. In the 70s y'all had white women wearing afros, and in the 80s you became head of the household because the black men had flaws. And despite it all, even in the worst situation, you were able to make it better. See, Medea had to cook and clean and scrub floors and be a nanny for white folks, but still came home and raised five children by herself, but somehow managed to keep the family together. Now, how many people remember when Big Mama was our doctor, when she was our counselor, could cook a meal without a recipe and tell you what is missing by taking one little taste, and could discipline you with the switch from the nearest tree, and if you were ashy, she would take that one thumb and a little bit of spit and wipe that dry spot right off of your face. But something has happened to my Eve. Somebody's been whispering in her ear and telling her the sex sales so you disrobe. Physically and morally exposed and on BT and all the other video shows, now, black queen, they look at you as just another hoe. But despite all the rough edges and beneath all the rubble, I'm still convinced by your touch that if they said one woman turned this world upside down, then a woman can turn it right side up. Look at Condoleezza Rice, whether or not you agree with her views. Would you believe it that we had a sister in the White House advising the president on what to do? Look at Venus and Serena. They're so bad that they stampeded over the competition like rhinos. And almost every year they were the last two left, and one sister ended up playing the other sister in the finals. Look at Oprah Winfrey, a self-made billionaire. Harpo had the morning slot or a lock. And the other networks were so scared, y'all, that they refused to put a decent program on at 9 o'clock. And look at my beautiful baby sister, Softly Spoken. She's a wonderful counselor, mentor, and also a teacher. And I love that she gives artists an opportunity to be on her show on DSR Radio with afternoon features. This is Black Eyes giving you the presentation of the Black Queen's biography. I love you for your Afrocentricity. And I love you for your spirituality, for you softly spoken, and all of you black queens are mahogany. That's that piece. Oh, shucks. Got my cheeks all in the air. <laughs> Thank you, black. I appreciate that. You're welcome, yes. darling. Shattered bright like a diamond with these cheeks. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so um, much. Real quick, I want to bring in Kane Spade. I think he wants to say something to you. He told me to bring you in. That's my brother. That's my brother. Kane. Yeah, I'm here softly. Definitely uh, shout out to Black Ice right there, man, for making his presence known here on a DSR Saturday, man. P-O-E-T in the building. You know what? Yes, yes, uh, yes. That piece right there was off the chain, man. You know, just wanted to say that. And uh, I wanted to uh, for a follow-up piece, but, I mean, that's up to y'all, though. Brother, I always love hearing you, but, you know, it ain't my show. It's not me smoking show, brother. So. Hey, hey, I'm just going to step back and let you sad gentlemen do what you do. I'm stepping back. There you go. All right. Yeah, because Black Ice already set the pace right here, man. He said we, uh, we got to do the piece for, the you know, the women for this month right here. 
So the name of this piece is called Living Dollar Side. Start like this. I noticed this girl. It was like she was lost. Mind walking. Where do I belong seems like it often plagues her mind. Being underage is like living hell on earth. I noticed she was pregnant. No telling when she'll be giving birth. Caught sight of her mother. Realized she is the source of her daughter's trauma. As her daughter displays an expression of desperate escape, after seeing her mother, all I could feel was none but anguish, anger, depression, and hate. It meant from this girl's emotion as her life experience comes to life. I seen the girl's eyes start to water as her mother grabbed her and intended to drag, ranting about that her daughter can have the baby under her roof, saying we will get paid, which explained another welfare check in the mail. The daughter got away from her mother trying to track down her father, living off the streets for days, no money, no place to stay, eating out of dumpsters, only nourishment for the day. The girl finally found where the father lived, going by one letter and a picture, the only thing she ever received from him. She dealt with him and his family for days, could tell that her welcome was running out. As she fled back in disarray with a crazy negative occurrence happened with her, ended up in the hospital, waking up handcuffed in a priest's bedside. Maybe now she realized she needs to open her eyes. In peace. Oh, my goodness. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, my goodness. The CEOs is on the mic. They are on the mic. That's my brother. I love Kane Spade. That's my brother. Don't y'all ever get it twisted. <laughs> hey, much respect to you, Black Ice, man, for cutting in your schedule to come through here on a Saturday, man. Man, you know, any anytime I can, man, I will, man. I just appreciate y'all so much, man. What what we are doing is game-changing, you know. Um, a lot of people, and I, and I got to say this, Kane, I hope you don't mind, brother. This is going to rub some people the wrong way, but I, I got to say it, brother. You know, a lot of people felt like because we were not on blog talk radio that we would have some type of subpar um, programming or that it wouldn't live up to the same level that blog talk programming and, and radio shows are on. But I think that because of what Kane Spade and DSR are doing, and I think because of what Black Ice and Poet Radio is doing, we've changed the reality of the status quo. We have set a tone, we have set a trend, we have set a new standard that although we are on a network that may not be as quote-unquote quality as far as their network is concerned. I'm not talking about programming. I'm not talking about our shows. I'm not talking about our hosts. I'm not talking about the people that call in. But I'm, you, you understand what I'm talking about. They have more capabilities over there on blog talk than they do over here on talk show. But despite the fact that we don't have the capabilities of playing music on our shows, but despite the fact that we can't see phone numbers when people call into our shows, we can only see states, despite all of those things, we have taken the game to another level and we have made TalkShoe.com a competitor with blog talk. I'm sorry, with blog, yeah, with blog talk. So um, I'm excited, man, 
as to what we are doing, what we have done, what we will do in the future. We have set a standard, we have set a precedent, and we're changing the game. Indeed, indeed we are, man. And uh, thanks for that, Black Guys. I definitely know where you're coming from on that note, man. So thanks for uh, sharing that right there. Absolutely. Thank you, Black, for coming through. I know you got I know you got a lot going on, but I definitely to heart I really do appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate you too, sis. Keep up the good work. All right. And also everybody join P O E T radio Sunday through Friday. Same call number, but the code is nine three one five five. Black Eyes has his own show on Mondays. Voices behind the pen from 8 to 10 Central Standard Time. So definitely check him out this Monday. And I will be seeing you soon, Mr. CEO. I'll see you soon, babe. All right. Everybody, that was Black Ice, the CEO of POET Radio. Definitely check us out throughout the week. I'm going to go to some more callers. Thank you all for being so patient. We're going to bring you in. And um, definitely... Definitely hear from you all. So next up, I have Be Real. Am I saying this right? Hello? Uh-oh. Be Real might be unavailable. Hello? All right. Hello? Hello? Hey, how you doing? This is Be Real. Hey, Be Real, how you doing? I had to get you in. I know you've been online and patiently waiting. I'm going to get you in to see, see what's going on, see what you got for us oh, today. I was, just, I was just listening in today. I'm out uh, working on some scores right now. Okay. I just want to make sure I tuned in to at least see, uh, see what's going on, and the show has been absolutely great so far. Okay, well, I definitely thank you for tuning in, and whenever you're ready to speak, just press star eight, and I will bring you in before, if the show does not end, before you're available. Not a problem, not a problem. Thank you. Everybody, I would like to thank Be Real for joining in and listening. He's been on a very long time. So next up, I'm going to go to Joseph Nathaniel King. Hey, Jay and Kay. Hello. This is a show I'm gonna definitely download. It was it was definitely a wonderful show and you started it off. You know, even though you you know you said you messed up, but it's all good. You still started off pretty good. Yes. Um question I know I hung up a few times because of because of my service provider. Um did did this uh what was the second? The second feature was Phenom, uh, right? Yes, his name was Phenom. Mm-hmm. Did he have any? Did he have any um, questions? Uh, callers, I mean. Did I did I bring any callers in for him? For him? Yeah, yeah, the ask questions. No, I didn't bring anybody in because he is in Texas at the SWSX. Um, He's doing um, a performance there, so I uh-huh. had to go straight through um, with his interview. Yeah, he he came in and just I'm 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 thinking it was pre-recorded. Y'all just edited it 
you know, because, you know, he just, that was almost like he was reading his whole life. And I was like, wow. Like, somebody said Gangstar and Dwick. I was like, wow. Um, I don't even, you need to hear anything you have. You, whatever city you have, um, I'm going to buy it. Um, and Geronimo, of course, uh, always a monster on the mic. And then Black Ice and Kane. Um, y'all just, y'all, y'all, y'all terrible in a good way. Well, you kicked it out, so you know it's been a phenomenal show. Blessed with a lot of, it's, it's, I've been, you know, I'm always inspired by yourself. I like a lot of your words. I I take in a lot of your um, your guidance, the things that you say, and they and they're real and they're truthful. So I definitely thank you for coming through. Thanks, man. So was that, was that Did you want to do another piece? Um, sure. Sure, I can, I can do another piece. All right, the mic is yours. Appreciate it. <clears throat> she looks into the eyes of a man who she calls lover of soul. Her eyes begin to sparkle. Like the moon, the stars after the midnight hour, she calls him king, and she he calls her royalty. So when they speak together, you see and feel the experience of the reality. What happens in society when we can't experience this commitment called love one another in a way that you can exchange fingertips and then exchange the rings and hug and kiss with a commitment unto God saying that this is my baby, this is my lover, this is my king, this is my queen. United we stand. What kind of people are they? Peculiar people in a way because you hear it in their voice. Their smile shatters darknesses. Their heartbeat begins to stampede over ignorance. They walk with royalty. So anything that doubts them becomes like smitherings or the ashes off of a cigarette. And they continue to walk. So today, I honor the king and queen of Carrie B and his lovely queen. United to be all as one, as husband and wife, king and queen. Yes, that's that piece. That was that was a lovely dedication to Belle. And a congratulations is, is in order for yourself. That was a lovely dedication to them. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you. Or thank, thank them for being who they are. Because if they weren't who they are, then I won't be able to do it. Yes, they are two phenomenal people, and I am happy for their union um, today. Um, Queen and Koi Carrie B have joined in a matrimony, so I am definitely happy for all who have taken that role to the love of their life. So I definitely thank you for coming through and um, always being a positive light. I thank you. Thank you, and um, <clears throat> I just want to say they came. Um, I expect this summertime if I got to provide the the wings, you know, I'm gonna come up and get so they can throw them on the grill. And I I, I don't want to wait. 
Hey, I hear you, J.K. Appreciate you, man, for stopping through here. You know, Buffalo Wings always a special uh, hookup on DSR, man. No doubt. Um, thanks for having me, and um, I hope to hear um, as the show goes on with your network and DOET, you know, um, it's an honor. Thank you, J&K, and we will be hearing you later on. Thank you. Yes, have a good night. All right, that was J&K with the dedication to Queen and Poet Carrie B. They got married today. Congratulations to them. Next up, I'm going to bring in Mr. Boston. Hey, Mr. Boston, how are you? Hey, Yeah, you know I had to come out and support the show. You know, I was a little late because I had some things to do. I had a death in the family, you know, and I had to do the final things for that today and so on and so forth. No. Well, let me let me tell you, I am praying for you, and um, thank you for coming through. You didn't have to with so much going on your way, and I definitely appreciate you. I would like to also invite everybody to join Mr. Boston on Sundays on DSR Radio. He has full purpose tins, a hot, hot show with Queen's Mind. Queen's Mind is your co-host. You see, it won't be here this Sunday. So I'll be doing the show all alone this Sunday. So, you know. Well, that's we got that's quite fine. It's just as good. It's just as good. Well, we're going we're gonna to roll, roll out the newspaper. We're going to go page by page. You know, we're going to put a little bit of uh, air freshener in the air, and we're going to do something that's going to sock and rock the mind. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know, to be able to come and support you and DSR and Kane Spade, you know, who was also my producer, you know. So it's a wonderful thing. We're in the building all day. Y'all know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? I do. So without further ado, what do you have for us this afternoon? We, I don't know. Y'all might not get this. You know what I'm saying? You know how I do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do something called um, uh, Cosmic Nurtured in Birth. So, All right. The mic is Okay. Science and physiology tells of many stories broken down in scientific, philosophical, and theological. But then you must take a... Look at anthropology and the whole gamut of creation. Blindness is the inability to see anything, even light. A child's visual system begins to develop in the womb. Scientific, philosophical, and theological will say that the baby in the womb is blind without concept. But yet the baby is already thinking of how to find his way down the birth canal and burst upon to the world. How then can a baby be blind when he travels in his universe and burst upon the universal consciousness, guided by the navigation of his own social mental ship and science, psychology, and theology will say something different. And God already explained when he fertilized the egg, but 
Some might claim Noah did it when the great now civilization already had staked the claim because the first children contained the containers of DNA in the vast human storehouse of melanin in the helix of humanity. The human early life exercise, but the child comes out into the world in an integrating environmental exposure into an adolescent increasing complex. Yet a static molecule profile exposed to mental pollution, superimposed with lies combined with monetary influence riding on top of European policy. From postnatal mental pesticides that teach him that he is less than and the remaining is caught between life struggles and genocide. While the theologies of some scientists tell it backwards, replicated in his story, implanted with transcripts of religion killing off neural development, impacting his self-nurtured assessment. But they teach only the theorized version, the child is blind at birth. How could a scientist know when medical science is trial and error, when he has yet taken a seat in the baby's cosmological spaceship, when the changing sentinel, distant harmer, theological, scientific, anthropologic, and religion traitors us to seeds from him to remain in concept to annihilate ourselves. Yet birth come a baby from a rebellious seed of survival, the mode of a warrior. But never forget the true story is in the helix of life. D-N-A. Don't let them perpetuate the lie to your children. It is so educational to teach them before they reign their lies in their brains. In peace. Mm. That was a thought-provoking piece, I will say. Indeed. <laughs> and I agree with it. And, yes, I did understand every word in what you were trying to inspire us to do. Indeed. Teach your children at home because the educational system is teaching only what they want you to know what they have taught times ago and times before, and the cavalcade continues to go circle and circle and circle and teach the same thing that keeps dumbing down our children to not be able to go forward in their lives and in it with the intent of keeping us a slave on this planet. Agreed. Agreed. That is one concept that I strongly agree with you on to teach and raise our children. Don't let anybody else teach your children before you have the chance to. So I definitely, definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So thank you. And I, again, I'm going to send prayers your way, and I'm going to ask everybody on the line and whomever is listening to send prayers to Mr. Boston. Um, Cyber hugs to you. And, um, I definitely will be in touch with you. Just if you need anybody to talk to, just let me know. I will make time and make myself available. Indeed. Y'all visit us on Sunday night, DSR, Full Purpose Pins, on Talk Show from 830 to 1030. Come out, open your mouth, open your mind, open your heart, and let your soul filter the rest of it and sit that peace. All right. Everybody, that was Mr. Boston on the mic. 
I definitely appreciate him for coming through. Keep him in our prayers. And um, I definitely, if you can, just continue to pray for him. Next, we're going to go to Poetic Night. I thank you for holding on. You were on earlier. Poetic Night, how are you? Hello, how are you doing, Father Spoken? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for joining. So I know you've been on for a while, so I had to bring you in. And without further ado, the mic is yours. <laughs> uh, I didn't really have a piece for the night. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to to put my book together. Uh, I was listening to a, a a poet a few months ago said uh, told me to put my book together, and uh, I just came to listen and support you guys because uh, I'm taking a break. Um, Trying to trying to look for some tips and things like that. I was gonna hit somebody up, but uh, I've been gone so long. I don't know if uh, you know I got any support out there anymore. Well, it's, it's all good. You know, I do. I can't wait for your book first off, and I'm happy that you know you are are bringing your book out. Nothing says about time. And I definitely, definitely appreciate you for coming through. If you want to do a piece, just let me know. Just dial star eight. If I get back to you before the show ends, then that would, I, I you know, I love poetry, so. Yes, ma'am. I know you love poetry. You're, 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 you're definitely a, a reader, a writer, a supporter. So, you know, you are, you know, and it's also an inspiration. If it wasn't for you, I would have never went to, would have never got on a, a radio show, thought about being on a radio show or anything like that. So you're definitely uh, somebody that I'm going to be shouting out in my book and uh, whatnot. Uh, I just, you know, right now I'm at an impasse right now with with this poetry thing. I don't know if I after this. I think this is the last level <laughs> for me, for me personally. Well, I hope hope God has a different plan, but I will continue to, as always, I pray for each and every one of you, and I will continue to pray for you in whatever you do, whatever you choose to do in your life. But I always say stay inspiring, whether it's through poetry or through just having a mere conversation. Yes, ma'am. All right, well, thank you, everybody. That was Poetic Night on the mic. Check out his book when it comes out. Hopefully that will be soon. I can't wait to hear that book. Next, we're going to go to The Angel of Love. Hey, Angel of Love, how are you? Hey, Softly, how are you, my sister? I am just happy to hear you always. Ah. I miss the show. You know, I got to come around when I can and send love to you. And Kane, hello. And everybody has been on. It's been wonderful. Well, you know, well, you know Kane back there had the buffalo wings. He gave it to everybody but me. I just want to put that on the air that, you know, he don't yes, really share do. with me. He'll share with y'all, but he won't share with me. He doesn't, he doesn't want to share. He doesn't want to share at all. 
Wait, hold up. See, they, they bringing me back from the background. I was chilling in my business and whatnot. First, I want to say, uh, what's up to Angel of Love? Thanks for calling in. And softly, stop telling them them lies and stuff. You know you got your stuff in the mail. <laughs> Where's mine? <laughs> yeah, okay. She's not lying, Kane. No, 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 no. She don't lie. <laughs> I got to stick up for softly there. Well, you know, you know, you can't, we can't get Kane because you know he'll get us back. So, you know. Well, you know, I, I can go him and, and call him out from the back again, but uh, I'll be nice tonight. I'm being nice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Angel Love, without further ado, what do you have for us this afternoon? Well, you know, one of my passions is getting some of my story out there. And I know you've heard this before, but I'm going to do it on your show, sis. That's okay. Um, I love poetry. You can do it three times. It doesn't matter. It's part of domestic violence. Um, and I'm starting to work on things with that. But I'm going to throw it out there for you guys. All right. The mic is yours. It's called Where Else Can I Go? He used those words again this morning. They left for work for the day. I don't want to do this anymore, but where else can I go? I know what's going to happen when he gets home. He'll be mad at work about something. Who knows? I'll get it when he gets home. Where else can I go? I don't want to do this. I don't even know who to talk to anymore. I know it's probably my fault. No, no, I know it's not my fault. I just put it in my head and I'm... Yeah, I'm a no good, downright, lazy, beep, 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 no. I'm really not. But that's what I'm put at. And being that, it feels like, like, tell me, where else can I go? Who else? Can I talk to? Who else can help me? When there's no family to go to, no friends really around, maybe they'll be gone by the time he gets home. And I can't seem to keep many of my friends. They just go roaming and running home because of him. Where else can I go? I get down on my knees and pray every day. I can't take this anymore, Lord. Lord, I pray. Take this pain away. Help me. Show me. Lead me. Where else can I go? Anywhere away from here, me and my three children. 
the end of the day, when all is done and over, all they do after they hear and hide and listen, they come up behind me asking me if I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine, as I say, as the blood and tears are running down my face. Please tell me, help me, tell me, where else can I go? That's that piece. Angel of Love, that was a, a very emotional piece. And that is, that is the topic. Domestic violence is the topic that I strongly support because it needs to continue to be talked about. And for those who are silent about it, it needs to come out. And sometimes they do face that, that question, where do I go? That, I mean, I did so many times for so many years. And actually I heard a song and that inspired that piece. Um, and I'm trying to, wanting to get more out and letting people know, hey, even words. I mean, I've been to a point to where, like, just hit me. I don't hit women. Well, your words, the, the, the pain would go away quicker than the words sometimes. But it's, it is hard to get away at times if you don't know because they start working in your mind and bringing you down to where they want you to be and then everything else starts happening just out of the blue and you think you're no good. You know, the house could be spotless and they come in complaining because the house is nasty. You got three babies, <laughs> you know, or two or three, it doesn't matter. And you, you're doing your best. So sometimes it takes a while and everybody goes, well, why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? It's not that always that easy. You know, I'm not standing up and saying, you know, you need to get out. You, you, you need to get out now. No, I want to help people learn how to get out. I want to learn, teach, I want people to learn there is help for them this day when there wasn't for me until the day I got out. Um, so I, that, that's, that's where I get at, you know, I was, the more and more I write with my domestic pieces, I want people to learn hey, what to look for, what to feel, what you're feeling, and then learning to do more of the deliverance as well. But it's, it's getting it out and putting the emotion into it and, and letting people know, no, I'm not going to sit here and go, it, it, get out. It's that easy to leave. It's not. But there is help. There's people out there that can help them get away. There is. They, you just got to make that stand and want it. And that's, I agree. that's I how I feel. That's what I want to get out there the most, you know. I agree. And, and I, I thank you. And I hope that you continue. You continue to talk about it. Because we need more people to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I know I've been through it. I've had people when I do that go, are you okay? I'm fine. You know, it, it's, 
I've already done and went through my healing process after all these years, you know. And when I, over a year ago, when I came out with everybody, <laughs> um, about a month ago, it's been a year, been around. But um, that piece is actually on refurb nation right now. Um, no music, no nothing, just that. Well, definitely drop it in the page so we can hear it, hear more of it, so we can follow yourself, and so I can also share it or play it on the show in the beginning. Oh, I'd love that. I am humbled. I'm humbled softly. You know that. Well, I thank you, and I hope that you can stick, stick around. We're about to end the show out. We have a couple of more callers, and I thank you for coming through. I appreciate it, and thank you for the platform. And, Kane, stop hiding on me now, man. I love you. I love you both. Peace and blessings. Love you, too. Everybody, that was Angel of Love with an emotional touching piece on domestic violence. Please follow her or Reverb Nation. That's where you can get that particular piece. And also add her on Facebook if you want to hear more. Next up, we have Guest 7. Hello, Guest 7. How are you? You have been waiting so patient, and I, I definitely appreciate it. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Good evening, this is Samuel Rain. How are you doing? Oh, hey, hey, Samuel Rain. How are you? I'm doing great. It's Saturday. I'm in LA, so it, it's cool. I'm I'm not in no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to start that. I'm just going. I'm not going to get so, to that subject. <laughs> I'm going to keep it light. Hold on, hold on. Let me stop you because you know you said LA, and I'm in Chicago where the weather don't know whether it's <laughs> going to be good or bad. So I'm jealous. I know. Yeah, and that's why I said I wasn't going to go there. I'm just going to leave that alone. I'm just going to leave that alone. Because, <laughs> you know, Kay won't share his buffalo wings, so I'm a little bit upset. But it's all yeah. good. It's all good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to share this little short piece, and I'm going to get out of everybody's way. It's uh, something out of my uh, new book that's coming out uh, quick, next month. Quick, real quick, um, you have a book prior to this one, right? Uh, well, I just released a book the other day called uh, 100 Beautiful Love Poems, just for the people who might want to catch up. And, you know, I have all those other books, but, you know, if you don't purchase those, then if you if you try 100 Beautiful Love Poems, then, then you know, you got 100. And, and well, can you, do me a favor? can you post that on the page? Because I, I was looking for your books, but I, I couldn't stand them. Oh, well, I mean, you could just. Actually, you just type in my name, Samuel Rain Benjamin, at Amazon, and they'll pop up. Or you can go to Create Space and type in my name, and everything that I've written will will pop up. Okay, I got you. You know, I'm I'm gonna do the take a picture. I got it and tag you in it. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So I'm gonna share this little piece. It's a part of a collab, and then uh, I'm actually I'll be this collab once on on the. Uh, on the internet radio, but I think I'm doing it again tomorrow, but this is just what I wrote for that collab. So it's just uh, something that you have to check out if you want to check it out tomorrow on um, uh, Epiphany Radio. But here it is for you, just what I wrote for that piece, and it's called The Essence of a Stranger. 
it's something about her that look I could sense the essence the aura moved me. It left a taste of hunger I was taking. My imagination got the best of me. If I could just get her attention, I found myself lost in anticipation, wanting, thinking, would I ever see her again? My mind is at a wonder. I gather my emotions as if to speak my intentions. This puzzles me. The thought intriguing, could she be? My world has stopped. Just thinking if she were the next breath I would take to hold her, if only in my mind the thought takes me to reach out for that first touch. Complicated passion. Oh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Um, You said this was a collab? Yeah, it's a collab. It's in my book. Uh, I only read, only shared what I wrote as part of the collab. It's it's really like you really have to check it out because it's uh, something that's uh, you know like you hear duet with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. This basically how this collab is written. So what you heard was just my ins and outs of that particular piece. Well, okay, I, I can't wait to get the book. I'm gonna look for this piece and I'm gonna do it in your voice because I don't know the other collab. <laughs> You know, a person's voice, but I take, you yeah. know, when I read, I actually read with, you know, the voices that I've heard. I put yeah. the words to the person and I read like that. So, yeah, okay. All okay, right. well, I didn't read, I didn't read that other person's part. I, I just read my part. So, uh, I'm actually just being featured in this piece, uh, but but the, it's in my book and it's a really, it's a really interesting piece. Uh, so you can just imagine that if you want to hear it, it's only going to be recited one more time on Blog Talk, uh, and that's tomorrow, um, you know, because I don't do these a whole lot. So but tomorrow it will be recited for, I, mean, I think, like I said, the last time. <laughs> yeah, the whole piece entirely. Well, okay. I'll definitely check you out. I'll be there. Okay. Post All it right. on my page. But I know, I, I see the event, so I'll definitely be there. And I thank you for coming through. Mr. Oh, Complicated Connections. All right. Peace and love. All right, Mike. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. That was Complicated Passions. Right now we are at the end of the show. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in, listening, sharing your words. I had a phenomenal, phenomenal time. And I hope that you all have a wonderful evening, a wonderful weekend. Check out some of the other shows on the other networks. Check out DSR tomorrow, Full Purpose Pen. Mr. Boston is the host. That is a phenomenal show. And definitely thank you all for coming through. Have a good weekend.
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.